sure is. Doing, guys? Living, loving, having a good time. Not too bad. Been getting back into Star Trek lately. It's just weird. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Have you ever just randomly find something that you're just like, oh, you know, I haven't seen this in a while. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like knee deep in it again. You're like, what the fuck? Where'd this come from? Usually happens with podcasts with me. Like I go back and go through old archive stuff or better yet, going through uh, YouTube channels and finding entire like series that I've already watched. You know, like uh, they've they've gone through like a 50, 60, 70 part game and it's like, ah, I feel like I watched that again. Some some about the human brain and reruns. I don't know why. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I remember this moment. Let me go see that moment again. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. No? Nope. Are you a medium huh. size fan? Not a fan of reruns or not a fan of Star Trek? Reruns. Damn. So you watch it once and you're just done with it. Yeah, same with the video games, typically. Huh. I mean, I can yep. see that's, it. That's... So you've got like one of those those like photographic memories to where you can recall in vivid detail all the the stuff, or you never. I don't. I'll know. recall most of it, um, but it it's rarely as fun the second time around, and I could be taking that time to be playing something new. Uh, I guess that kind of makes sense on some. I just I like to go back and I like to re-experience things sometimes because I sometimes I like misremember exactly what was said or you know seeing uh just kind of seeing it with new context of like things that happen later, you know, <clears throat> like in Star Trek, you get to see like the evolution of, uh, you know, different characters over time. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I remember when this thing happened, let me go find that real quick. And I just watched a little snippet of the scene. I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember what he said then. Oh, that makes sense. So, I don't know. I find that kind of stuff, uh, at least mildly amusing. You know, if I don't have time, if I, if I was going to be doing something else anyway, you know, just fucking flipping through random YouTube channels or something, you know, something like that would be, it's not a complete waste, at least not in my mind. Yeah. Just all my life I've, I've watched reruns, movies repeatedly, TV shows repeatedly, games repeatedly. I don't know. If I like it, I'll play through it again. Don't really have a good reason why or explanation why I just, I just do it. Especially if the content's good enough. I mean, it's, I don't know. I never really had to explain it, so I don't really have an explanation. I just know that I do. <laughs> I know it stems a lot. It, it does stem yeah. from a lot of stuff <laughs> in my childhood, too. Like, I was a latchkey kid, so I watched, I only had access to certain things, and I could, I only had access to those things. So, I think, I think the Goonies movie, for me, was one of the starts of it. I'm sure I've seen Goonies well over two or three hundred times because that's just like one of four movies I had at the house that I had access to. So when I the come Goonies, home, really? Yeah. So when I came home from school and mom and dad wasn't there for hours on end, I just popped in the Goonies and did homework or just actually watched the movie repeatedly. Wow. Uh, Jurassic Park was the same way too. Like I've seen Jurassic Park. And, and same thing, an uncountable amount of times. It is my favorite movie of all time. Not just because I watched it, you know that it's just also my favorite movie. But yeah, there's, uh, I don't know, man. I can, I, I get it. I can see the, I can see the mentality of, you know, hey, if I, if I'm just constantly ingesting only new material, it can propel you forward to seeing new things. But the same time if something's good i'm gonna watch it again like infinity war i've seen that movie over 10 times so far i know it i know what's gonna happen it's not <laughs> like it's something new every time i watch it I, I, uh-huh. maybe i'll find some new little 
there may be some new scenes here and there, but it's not like a whole new experience. Yeah, I think the only time I would probably watch Infinity War again would be right before the next one comes out, just to get that refresher. Yeah. But so I, I, I like might watch it one single. other time besides that, but... Nah. Like see all the details and stuff like that. Like, okay, this yeah. is where this guy left off, and this is where that guy left off, and this dude's dead, and that dude's alive, and blah blah blah. I get you. I don't know. I get, I just get the wild hair up my ass sometimes. Be like, yeah, you know, I'm a. I remember this scene, and I want to see it again right now. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just one of the. I get maybe it's just unique to me. I don't know, but it's not like a routine thing, like what you were saying with the Goonies or anything like that. It was just you know. Random stuff. It could be you know, it could be Star Trek one day. It could be Sue Coden. It could be anything. Yeah, and I mean the Goonies and Jurassic Park are extreme cases. It's not that's not something I do today. Obviously, there are movies that I've watched many many times over, but that was that, that was very specific situation. You know, for for yeah. several months, a few years on end. It's just that's all I had access to. No, but, I get you. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're running, we're repeating ourselves over repeating <laughs> games and movies, but that, that's I mean, because I mean, you know, that's be, you don't like listening to old episodes of the podcast. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm well, trying I don't to think. think. I like I, to hear I, myself talk, so I just play it 24 <laughs> seven. To quote, uh, <laughs> to quote Josh from the Continue Show, uh, used to be Continue Cast. Man, I don't even listen to my own podcast, and I'm the guy that produces it. I feel the same way. Damn. I don't know what it is. It's not. It's not nothing against us. Obviously, we we make this fucking show, but it's. I guess I think it's because of so many other podcasts that I listen to. I just I don't have time for us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a good bit of it during post, but like going back and like revisiting older episodes, eh? I haven't done it yet. I feel like I will. I feel like once we start getting past the 100, 120 mark, I'll probably start listening to them. But no. Uh, podcasts uh, as well, that's another form of media that I do I do listen to a lot of them uh, repeatedly. Of course, now with the uh, Super Best Friends cast being pretty much defunct and uh which I have a, a slight update for that. Apparently, the uh, there's a the Magfest going on right now, and they're supposed to have some kind of update, or they they we're, well we're hoping they're going to have an update. But I've I've noticed that I do go I will obviously since they don't produce any new content right now. I I have been going back and listen to older episodes and other sure. podcasts that don't have a metric fuck ton of episodes like um. Uh, fantasy fiction. I think in total, fantasy fiction has like I think seventy or eighty something episodes. So I do go back and listen to them as well. Again, because they don't, they're not around anymore, unfortunately. Giant Bomb, however, is still going to this day. They are approaching their six hundreds, which is insane. They have been producing podcasts for over a decade now. So even though I'm even though I do watch their new podcasts, I say watch because they do do theirs live and they do shows, they do video. Even though I do keep up with their content as it comes out, I am nowhere near <laughs> getting all their old episodes caught up. It, it took me a while just to get all their episodes numbered correctly. 
which I'm sure they would disagree with the numbers, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's that's actual physical numbered episodes, too. That's not counting every game of the year deliberation is like five, six, seven, eight episodes. That's not counting extra grouped episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I opened up a can of worms with this, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a topic. It's something to talk about. But, yeah, I go. do. There, and also, there there are times where I will watch movies and or shows, and I will just declare those as one time watches. Like if 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 it's an okay thing, if if it's anything that's like okay to to garbage, of course I'm only gonna watch it once. But well, here's a yeah. question: mm. Would would you watch Bone Tomahawk again? I have actually watched that movie about two or three times. Uh, Damn, just to just to marvel at the just in awe of what that movie did the balls that that movie had uh it's it's not for the faint of heart it's not something i would wish everybody to do not saying you're gonna find the most the greatest cinematography out there in the world but it is a very well shot movie uh thank you adam for uh... for plugging fucking bone tomahawk on the podcast that's right that's right. I mean, even man, though, we spent we spent probably like at least an hour talking about it. Even like, yeah, uh, and you still haven't seen week. it yet. You still I haven't still seen haven't it seen it yet. yet. Still haven't seen it yet. But I'm gaining. I'm I'm hyping it up. I'm hyping well, it up. that's the problem. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want you to roll in this because now now you're going to be oversensitive to it. Now when it does happen, you're going to be. Oh, that wasn't what you said. Just no, no, no. It, there's nothing. Nothing about the act has been doing. We so so far it's been nothing but questions like, oh, well, how would uh, how would you know Rico Rodriguez fare in this situation? Oh, he'd be fucked. Well, yeah. shit. Okay, well, how would uh, Solid Snake handle this? Oh, he'd be fucked too. God damn it. Chris, is, Chris has seen these tactics before where he's asking questions, but he's really trying to prod to to spoil things. I, I know you. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, you. no. I'm just want, I just want the I'm, I'm just trying to place them on the metric so I know where I'm looking. Yeah. They'd be like, OK, well, these guys are, you know, there's absolutely no defense against them. No, no. If you got, you, you know, if you throw Superman in that mix, he'd, he'd own ass. He'd be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. To so, mention, yeah. okay. there, there, are, there are only a handful of movies out there for me, and I'm, I'm not trying to act like I'm some over-fucking-hardcore, calloused individual that can watch all kind of crap. I feel that, given the nature of the shit that I've seen in, in media, I've, I feel I can, handle, I can handle a lot of harsh things. I can handle a lot of certain things. And even with me saying that, there are a handful of movies that I've seen that have made me that have pushed my limits for oh man oh that was rough uh megan is missing is one of them it comes straight to mind that's a story about a girl that gets kidnapped um i i guess i could you could kind of say for me that uh, blair witch was the same that was one of the first kind of like make make me scared shitless in the daytime movies and bone tomahawk definitely is uh, it's a, it's a, it's set in an old Western film. It's, it's like, it was shot in like the late two thousands, but it's set in the wild West ish. And it's about a sheriff that I can't, I can't remember the exact details of like, if he used to be in this town and he left and became a sheriff and came back, or if he was always a sheriff. And then he like went around the countryside sheriffing shit and then came back. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember, but either way, uh, is it Michael, not Michael Douglas, Shit, Kurt Kurt Russell, Jesus, 
man. Kurt fuck. Russell. Kurt Russell plays the sheriff. He's the antagonist. He's the protagonist of the story, and he comes to the town, and some shit's going down. And people are like, "Yeah, it's it's look, there's some fucking weird shit going on. People are coming up missing. People are being fucking mutilated, and we're pretty sure it's like these weird Native Americans or weird savages, these tribal people outside of the right outside the border of town. Uh, we're not fucking with it. Can you go check it out? And he gets drugged into it. Uh, uh, and an inciting incident happens in town. He's like, "All right, wrangle up these five, six fucking bomb ass, awesome Western gunslingers, and we're gonna go fucking handle this shit." And they go, and they get fucked up. That's 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 the most that I'll tell you guys. I've 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 Adam has squeezed out a little bit more than that here and there, but you just just know that there comes a point where that movie just fucking nose dives, and I don't mean in quality at all. The movie is well shot. It's got a lot of great cinematography. It's got a lot of good acting. It's it's paced and sh- it's shot and paced very very well. But there comes a point where it's like you better buckle the fuck in <laughs> if you've made this, it, if you've made it this far. You're you you are going to start coming upon some shit where you're going to want to stop the movie or leave or, or either that or buckle in because it goes hard hard in. See, because the the thing about this is like <clears throat> I almost don't want to watch it, and and here's why. If I watch it, it's like, you know, it's like I open the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> now, now it's all hyped up in my head. And if I keep it there, we could talk about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> but if I watch it, then, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. it's going to ruin the even magic if it's, if even if talking about it forever even, and then you even actually if, don't even if it, see it. Even if it's the most awesome movie ever, it can't be as awesome as what I'm imagining. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm kind of at this. I'm kind of at this weird impasse where I'm like, oh, what are they gonna do? Yeah. You know. So. And also, you know, that, again, I just I really want to stress this because this is this is this is a this is a pet peeve of mine. I am totally not saying that this is the worst grossest most horrific thing that you're ever gonna see in cinema one much like video games i haven't seen everything in cinema or television uh r-rated nc-17 whatever it's gory and fuck i've seen uh august underground mortem for those that god anybody that just cringed when i brought that title up that was probably the most horrific thing that i've ever seen in a movie style situation but i'm saying this as a preface so that when you audience go watch this and you get to these parts and you go meh okay well cool awesome for you there may or may not be other things in cinema that, that are gonna fuck you over this one oh, this one definitely did for me it, it was one of a of a small handful of things that made me Oh, just mm, oh, wasn't ready for it at all. And again, yeah, it just kind of—it's sends that little tingle down your spine, yeah. you know. All that—I mean, it's wrapped around a good movie. Period. I mean, the movie itself is damn good. It's a—it's a hero's story, so to speak. But it does not play out at all the way you think it's going to play. So I recommend it for anybody out there. As I could recommend, recommend movies all day. But first, let's get to this part. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. That's right. That's how we do it. We roll in from fucking bone tomahawk pushing to here's the episode, folks. That's right. Uh, and since uh. we've done some uh, movie talk already, if you gentlemen don't mind, I'll roll into my week first because I do have some movies to push right out of the way. Uh, um, go for it. I managed to 
to squeeze out, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven movies. Uh, won't Jesus. be too long because uh, only a, only a couple of them were worth really, really talking about. So, uh, A Star is Born. This is the, and I, I forgive me, I know she has a four, four name, actual name, but uh, this is Lady Gaga's uh, a debut film. And uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it's a it's a really good love slash uh, a girl that has a voice gets discovered, and now she's a fucking superstar story. Think Eminem, but Lady Lady Gaga's story less rap and more, <laughs> you know, awesome voice, uh, good female vocal story. She's getting into female vocal battles with all the other hot chicks that live in her neighborhood. Kind of got like me, kind of got me a little out. emotional toward the end. I wasn't expecting the way the story was going to go, but it was, it was, it was pretty good. And uh, this is another one of those movies where the actor involved. Now, Lady Gaga, d- fucking duh. We already know she is a vocalist. She is a performing artist. She uses her her talent as a singer. So her coming into this role, which is a singer, uh, uh, is is nothing new, but. And I forget his name, uh, Bradley Cooper. I don't know anything about his personal life other than I know he is a damn good actor. And he was—he's been—he was in this movie playing the guitar. He was playing the piano. Uh, was up on stage singing live. Uh, has a good voice too. So this kind of reminds me of Whiplash. I think I—I I think I pushed that movie on the podcast before. That's another movie where a guy—I again—I don't know the personal life. I don't know if it's something they did in high school or maybe it's a side hobby of theirs as well as them being an actor. But he practice the ever-loving fuck out of himself for whiplash and can play the drums in real life as badass as they are on stage so it's really cool to, to see that i love to see actors that go that far in i mean just for the general person of a, per, a purpose of a person just going out and buying a guitar and an amp and sitting down and playing for a few hours a day it takes a long fucking time to get good with any instrument yeah. so all that, all the shit involved around playing a role and studying for a role, and on top of, oh yeah, we want you know, I'm gonna be badass with this guitar and this piano. Woo! Hats off, yeah, man. You, you hear a lot about like actors, like uh, like Hugh Jackman had to like work out a shit ton for Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Like he uh, he went. You watch the first X Men movie, and then you watch the second, third, fourth, etc. You know, he's a Wolverine goes from being like. Eh, he looks, he looks like a, a decently built, you know, average guy to being like, Jesus fucking Christ, look at yep. this dude. He's yep. shredded. <laughs> um, so, I mean, and I've, I've always kind of admired that about actors is, you know, you'll see them like, oh, well, you got to put on 80 pounds for this role. Okay, dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they just, they're at McDonald's every day destroying their life to make this movie. And, was, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale comes to mind when you when you say that he he has gone through radical changes in his in his life uh in his acting career you know being 210 slightly built dad bod to like a, a scrawny 97 pound man for another movie and then back up to a he's done this two or three or four times in his career that's that's mm-hmm. kind of incredible it's kind of scary also but kind of incredible yeah Something came through my YouTube feed probably a couple weeks ago, I think. Is a guy oh, that, that would is be a, a YouTube uh, military. Ad. Oh, 
Oh, probably uh, <laughs> multiple times. Uh, but there was a guy that he did. He does. Uh, he's like a military liaison or something for the for the movie industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about having to work with the. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he played played Chris Kyle in the uh, the that, last little sniper movie. Same same guy from Star is Born, Chris Bradley. Yeah. So he uh, he was no, talking. Sorry, he's like, Bradley oh man, Cooper, this guy's got a Cooper. My bad. This guy's got to put on 80 pounds of muscle, and we've got 12 weeks. Yeah. And he's that, like, I'm not sure if I can make this. You know, I'm not sure if this is feasible. But they showed him bench pressing or not deadlifting uh, yep. 400 pounds in the, movie. in the movie. Yeah. And he was like, that shit ain't fake. Nope. He can really do that now. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I was like, that's holy a, shit. That is a wake up scene in that movie, too. It just hard cuts to this man fucking deadlifting 400 pounds up and down and up and down. It's like, nah, those are not fake plates. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so it's that awesome to see. Major that. props. Major props to any actor that takes their job that yeah. serious. That's a that's the epitome of professionalism right there to go that far into a role. Yeah, and see, uh, uh, we're we'll, we'll, we're gonna have to have an actor. We're gonna see, have, to have another movie find, cast someday. But I find I find that the stories behind stuff like that is almost as interesting as the movies themselves. Yeah. An, an interesting tidbit that I didn't learn, I, I I'm, this apparently has been around the movie industry for decades, and I've just never heard it brought to the limelight, or I've never heard it brought to my attention, had it brought to my attention that, so there there's a common uh, theme for actors and uh, to get into a role, and they just, they it's called method acting. You know, they study something and they they try to mimic it and parrot it, or or they they somebody. I'm I'm going into the role as a carpenter. That's that guy's job. Well, I'm gonna go go work as a carpenter for fucking six months with a with an industry and go learn all the tr- tools of the trade. I'm gonna learn how to work a saw and learn how to work a hammer and all this stuff. Come to find out, there is a division in the movie industry where you have the method actors and you have the why the fuck are you method acting why don't you just act mentality that blew my mind <laughs> this there there are reasons why actors get shunned not only in the in the oscars or grammys or whatever uh, the oscars the golden globes and shit but also fellow actors shun them because they're like yeah i didn't do that i just do my job and act that's that's such a gray ground that I don't like at all. I, I don't care if you method act or if you are just naturally a god talented actor. If you put it on the yeah. stage and the screen, I don't care how you did it. Bravo to you. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's but, crazy. I mean, you think, to think about that it. That like, exists. Like, no, nah, man. Think, why? Why? Why did you go work as a carpenter to to figure out how to play this on the screen? Why don't you just fucking act? I'm like, whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> that's kind of a dickish way to, that to is, be. Man. By the way, but but I mean, think about this. How badass do you actually have to be to be like, watch a video of a carpenter, and yeah. now you can act exactly like one down to the minutia. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that goes to you know people playing roles of like presidents or uh, real life personalities and stuff. It's just it's crazy. It's I never heard that, and it's it's it still blows my mind in this day. Uh, another movie I saw. This is a pretty good one. Uh, the Halloween 2018 movie. Uh, fun fact of my life: I think I've seen one Halloween once in my life. I've seen two or three of the Friday the Thirteenth and uh, I mean uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street since maybe one or two of the 
uh, Friday the 13th. I'm not the, the, the guru when it comes to all that old school horror, but this was not a remake. It was a long, long uh, sequel to the to the Michael Myers franchise and done very well. Very good cinematography, very good setup. Uh, brings, uh, I forget her name. Who was the actress? Uh, damn, she played in True Lies. Shit. I don't feel like looking at that right. Well, oh god, I can't the, remember. I see it, can see your face too, and I can't remember it. I'm gonna have oh to god. look it up. Uh, no, I have to. I have to. I can't shun her like that. That's so bad. Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm so sorry, Jamie there Lee you Curtis. Go. Well, they bring her back, and uh, apparently, some of the old uh, cast that's like like this. They make it a point to tell you that look, some shit went down decades ago. And on this night, it's happening again, and you know it's 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 very good, very well done. Not a lot of uh, sh- sh- uh, uh, jump scares and shit, but it's also not super scary. It's just another person that is a fucking source of evil, and he goes around killing shit. And I just thought uh-huh. it was really good. It was a very good retelling of or. A very good sequel, put it that way. A, a updated sequel. Was it a sequel or was it like a remake? It's no, it's not a remake. It's a sequel. They reference all the old shit. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's character is in her grandmother age, and she's like, "Yeah, this shit happened to me forty years ago," and yada yada yada. So, I do recommend it. Uh, I mean, it's up there in my book with the like the Chains- Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I mean, it's got that it's got that new face to everything, that new look. I almost want to say like up-res, we'll put it that way. But a lot of good acting, a lot of good cinematography. You're going to hear me say that a lot tonight, the movies that I, that I do prefer. Uh, I, start, I imagine start. this Jamie Lee Curtis, she's like 40 years old, and she still has like the memories of Buster Rhymes being killed by Michael Myers. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, God. Uh, Hellfest is another movie I started to watch. Made it about 15, 20 minutes in and said, no, this is stupid. Kind of try hard. I get the premise of the movie. I mean, people go to a haunted house that's, you know, set up like a haunted house, but it's there's actually a murder there. And the premise sounded, it sounded pretty good, so I figured I'd check it out. But the acting in it and just the campiness of it, I went, ah, no thanks. So I moved on with life. Uh, Outlaw King, another movie I tried to get into. This was uh, set back in uh, King King uh, Edward's time, dealing with the Scottish and all that stuff. And uh, it's got Chris Pine, and I'll watch any fucking thing in the world with Chris Pine in it. But I just didn't didn't really get into the didn't really get the, didn't get into the story so much. Uh, let's see, Revenge. I it's gonna sound so sadistic, I know, but I am a big fan of movies where women get kidnapped and or abused, and they get fucking retribution. I love it. I've seen a few of them that are really good. Uh, this is up there with that. Uh, story is guy lands in this remote area in some fucking desert area like Nevada. I don't fucking know where. He flies his personal helicopter in and he's got this young fucking piece of ass with him. Uh, Apparently he does have a wife and kids back home but he's doing the fucking typical thing and taking this girl out way away from his wife and kids and banging her. These two associates he worked with shows up and they do some bad shit 
and then the whole group does some bad shit to her and then she gets left and she's not dead this apparently was was alluded to in the trailer too so that's not really spoiler but uh the way that she gets back is pretty good seen a few movies like this said this already but big big fan of this like it like it a lot uh searching is a netflix film that i heard about last minute uh some time ago and i i try to find me a, a good copy of it and it's a kidnapping movie uh theme right so guy the 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 reason why this movie works so well is because the father is really tech savvy and the movie itself is tech savvy as in uh he uses like FaceTime he uses like e Yahoo email and Google email and Twitter and Tumblr and all this stuff to effective degrees and it's legit like it's not the ha it's not the it's not the uh it's not like face face note and stuff like that. It's the actual stuff. <laughs> and That's he uses stuff like in real time as the movie plays out. It's almost like a found footage. It's, pr it's pretty much a found footage, but it just snaps through all these different things uh, simultaneously. So like he's it's got him showing FaceTime as he's talking to somebody, but it, he's also like alt tabbing and pulling up Twitter and then alt tabbing and pulling up Facebook and a little, little stuff like that. Like, he'll go to type something to somebody and then regret what he was going to type, so he just backspace, backspace, and then retypes it the way he wants to. The premise of the story is guy uh his, his it, it's 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 it starts off almost like up shows a pretty happy family with uh, a wife and a, a a wife and a husband with the addition of a child this will be the difference to up and apparently the mother passes away due to cancer or something and fast forward uh sometime after that the girl the daughter is supposed to be going out and doing a study group or something uh she calls her dad that night but the dad's like knocked out of sleep doesn't get the call uh tries to call her back can't get a hold of her tries calling around can't get a hold of her basically finds out she's missing starts to file the police report detectives get involved and yada 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 and that's where i'll leave it off very good just the way the movie was made the way the the way the the found footage aspect of it was very well done and very modern and very true so a good movie. I do recommend that one. Uh, let's see. Not a, only I only got a couple left. I thought about watching Happy Time Murders, but I'll I'll get to that one eventually. Uh, Time Trap. This is one that I watched. This is for for people that like uh, time traveling movies and time traveling plots. This has that. But not to the crazy like you're not your eyes are not gonna be crossed by the end of the movie trying to put all the pieces together. This is not one you need to watch forty freaking times to understand. Uh, but it's done very well in the premise that there is an area that somebody goes to. Imagine you go like spelunking in a cave and you go through this area and the area itself time is where you are. But everything outside of it, once you're inside that area, fast forwards to a crazy degree like as 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 seconds go by, years are passing by and the movie shows like different time frame it shows different times and different eras and different types of people that are around the people that are in the area think that they're you know like yeah it's only been like 20 minutes but no it's been like 400 years so that's, that's about where i'll that leave sounds that really really interesting yes yes it is what's uh, the name of that again 
Uh, time so trap. Can hear it. Time, time trap. trap. Yeah, and that's about as far as I leave the uh, the plot of that. So I don't want to spoil anything. Again, just handled very well. I like to. I like the way that they. You know, eat. You know what that kind of reminds me of is was that movie Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah, where he uh, he lands on that planet and it takes like sixty years or whatever to get off. Yeah, of the, they were yeah. There for like an hour. If that movie, if that part of the movie had a act, a whole plot around it, that's what this movie is. So yeah, Damn. those are. Uh, I do recommend Revenge. I do recommend Time Trap. Uh, and any other ones I said I recommend. It's some some Halloween too. Again, I was just all right. This is gonna be a little popcorn horror movie. Oh boy, here we go. Mike Myers, right? It was actually done very well. Video games, which will be the end of my week. <laughs> Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Only been playing one. Slight lie. I did play a little bit more of Chasm. If I had to guess, I feel like I'm pretty much at the end of that game. I'm in the last dungeon slash area whatever but so for those that heard our last episode i i mentioned repeatedly that giant bomb had uh been in the middle of their or finishing out their uh game of the year deliberations i love this i still recommend you go check it out if you have it if you're not familiar with it uh the giant bomb crew gets together i think there were nine this year and they spend about five to six hours per I think five episodes this time and they deliberate a 10 category setup of what they deem as games game of the year best story best debut best ongoing franchise yada 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 well day five uh, it may have been day four but I think it was I'm pretty sure it was day four and five maybe they they talked ad nauseum about Red Dead Redemption 2 and I was really expecting their conversations to be mostly negative. And they were actually mostly positive with a healthy dose of negativity. One person in particular, uh, Dan Reichert, was uh, trumpeting Red Dead Redemption 2 since damn near the, the announcement of the game. He's been white hot about Red Dead Redemption 2 since it was announced and every trailer that came out, every press event they got to go to, everything he got to see, he just ate it alive. He was super fucking hyped for Red Dead Redemption 2. And he, out of the nine, was the only person who nominated... Red Dead Redemption 2 as the most disappointing game of 2018. Damn. That is some emotional shit right there, man, because I know how that feels. I think we all can relate to how that feels when you are just Uh white fucking hot hype over something like, guys, this is going to be, this is going to be so great. I know this is going to, this is going to be probably going to be my game of the year, maybe my game of the decade. Who knows? It's going to be so great. And then to Uh just have to shit all over that game because you just don't like it. And hearing his arguments, you know, everybody got to speak their piece, and he wasn't shut down or everything. He spoke all at at at, at length about his disappointments for the game, and even if he didn't, I just I could I could feel that hurt from him. You know, I wanted to love this game. I should have. I was waiting for this game, and it fucking failed me. Yeah, it always stings worse when it's something like you're really hyped up for, and then it just yeah falls out on you. It's so that that I don't know. It's just, it's 20 times, I wish the game would just be bad from the onset. Right. Then be hyped up and then be bad. Right. Right. You never want that. So, for the majority of the other crew, 
And again, I, I recommend you guys go listen to this on your own. And guy, guys and gals, you can listen to this on your own, get your own opinions from it. But the, the gist that I got from the liberations was a, mostly positive and a lot of healthy criticisms. I didn't really hear, except for Dan himself, I didn't hear a lot of, no, fuck this game. This game is utter garbage. I think... I think Jeff Gerson may have shit on a little bit too, but I I didn't walk away from these what probably added up to two, maybe even three hours of deliberation and talking points that Red Dead Redemption 2 was a horrible game. And I said, you know, I've heard from the game awards getting the rewards from 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 people in Easy Allies talking about this giant bomb to alright, let let me go see for my damn self, see what this game's all about. At a minimum, at a minimum, I enjoyed my time through Red Dead Redemption 1. I have played that game. I did 80 to 90% of the shit in that game, and I did enjoy it. Sadly, because it was so long ago, and I only played through it one time, I really don't have a lot of memories for the game. I can't quote a lot of stuff from the game. I remember... I remember uh, John Marston being very witty. That's what I loved about his character. Uh, there was a line in particular where... Uh, uh, I forget who he was talking to. He was talking to a lady, and she was like, I, I hope you don't mind me asking. He goes, oh, well, I hope you don't mind me not answering. I love shit like that. Like, that that was John, his, his, his smart aleck attitude. But, and the ending, of course, to that game. But the game as a whole just didn't stand out to me. So... At a minimum, I feel like I felt like it. I'll walk away from Red Dead playing at one time, and I'll be done with it, and then I'll move on with life. So I'm now playing Red Dead Redemption Two. I have been for about four or five days now, and spoiler free, uh, I don't hate it. This is what I've I've mentioned to Adam a few times already. Is that I don't. That's where I'm sitting at right now. This game is not a negative to me at all. But it's also not bowing me over. So let me go into detail and explain. Uh, from what I've heard, the big takeaway that I got from both Easy Allies and Giant Bomb is that the... Uh, actually, to quote uh, Brad Shoemaker, Red Dead Redemption 2 has the best Rockstar story ever written. Bar none. Now, that's that's saying a lot. I really enjoyed Grand Theft Auto Five story. I love Grand Theft. I love the story, and I love how they told the story. And they're saying, "Yeah, this is this is even better." I've heard this from a few different people. They're just touting the story of Red Dead Redemption Two. So, yeah, well, let's preface that though, because I mean, Rockstar has good stories, but a lot of them are just kind of retreads of uh, popular tropes of the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have the. Uh, Vice City had kind of the uh, Miami Vice slash uh, Goodfellas slash, you know, uh, Scarface kind of overtones. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you can't say, OK, they're plagiarizing it. No, they're not. They obviously aren't. They put their own spin on everything. But yeah. it, it's not like they're these are the most like iconic stories of all time. They're just decent. Or actually, I'd say they're good, if not great stories. But told in a way that is amazing with every new iteration. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, are they the best stories out there? Probably not. But if this is the best rock star story ever, that is something to be kind of, you know, 
uh, kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Is I, I'm I'm wondering like if you if you're going through the game right now, just kind of keep an eye out and see if you can catch any hints of old westerns and stuff they might have drawn from to make this. That'd be very interesting to see. Yeah. Again, man, it's really hard for me to do that. It's I, if I've seen it before, or haven't seen it before. It's all about how it. It's all about the totality for me. I don't want to nitpick a story chapter by chapter determining what Clint Eastwood movie it came from. If the whole entire story <laughs> is good, then it's good for me. But the well, reason, I mean, I'm not saying it's not. The reason why I even brought that up was because that was what led me into even going and buying this game. Somebody, so in a way, yes, Brad Shoemaker, I'm putting this shit on you. If this story doesn't blow my fucking socks off, it's, I'm coming after you <laughs> up there in John Tom. Second Damn. thing. Again, this is what I'm hearing from people that speak positively about the game is that this game is filled to fucking bursting with little bitty details. The the stories that we heard about, you know, the 100-hour work days and all that shit that's, you know, up or down, positive, negative, a little bit of embellishment, all that. The bottom line that I've heard from most people that, that point out these things is that there are many well-fleshed-out, thoroughly-developed aspects of this game. And I'm into that. I've always loved that. I've been the the biggest, the, the game that did that for me the most back in the day that has me now hunting for that was Metroid Prime. You know, when I went through Magmore Caverns for the first time and Samus was walking down that hallway and the, the, the steam blew down from the ceiling and it fogged her lens up, that shit right there has me looking for details like that in every game that I play. And every time that I see stuff like that, the more details like that that are in the game, the more I favor the game. Not saying it's going to make it the greatest thing in the world, but I I, I go, I like that. Uh, that was a good touch. Uh, that was nice they put that in there. Uh, I can appreciate that. Uh, I see what they did there. So that mm -hmm. was the second thing that I wanted to play this game for. Other than that, it was... It's it's taking criticisms. It's it's taking in the criticisms and seeing how I feel about them, because uh, as much as I've heard about those two things, the negative that I heard from Chris and other and and even people in the Easy Allies that didn't care for the game and even people in lots of people that criticize the negativity is holy shit! This game is tedious. It is tedious and slow and boring, and. Now that I've put about five days, I I don't I don't feel like going and swapping to a PS4 to look the hours up. But I know I'm I'm into the third chapter right now with hitting every side quest possible, as well as doing twice that amount of time of just fuck off content. I can see where people don't like the tediousness, but I feel like I feel like it doesn't bother me. With a caveat, I feel like I'm kind of cheating this system. If you picked up Red Dead Redemption 2 with horse blinders on, you were internet dark from the time it was announced, you didn't want to hear anything, you had fingers in your ears, and you were la la lying all the way up to release, and you got this game, the pace of it, I completely understand. The way it is actually designed, 
would piss you off. It would piss me off because yes, it is slow as fuck to get everywhere. If you want to get from one corner, if you want to get from the northeast corner of the map to the southwest corner of the map, you're going by horseback unless you want to pay money, unless you want want to ride to a stage uh, a, a stage wagon or whatever whatever it's called, and then pay mm-hmm. money, which is not that easy to come across, especially in the early game stagecoach. That's what it is to go all to ride all the way down there, and even then you got like I, I, I get it. If you want to go kill things and then cook meat, you got to cook the meat one at a time. I get it. If you want to, if you go rob some people and you realize that the that your box of stuff is getting full, you need a fence. You need to sell your stuff. You can't just sell it at a at a shop. You need to go to to a fence. So you have to ride all the way to the fence. Got it. I totally get it. But I am cheating the system severely because I have already heard this from people. And the main thing that I've heard from is you've got to treat this like a cowboy fucking simulator. If you can do that and you're prepared for that style of gameplay, you'll be okay. So if you were to ask me right now, what would I rather play a samurai style simulator to a degree or a cowboy simulator? I would be far more interested in playing the samurai and I could loop Mm -hmm. that around a lot of genres. I think the cowboy Western theme is cool. I I get I, I just don't get super hype about it. I get about a six out of ten hype for it, as opposed to going through an Edo era with you know uh, thirteen assassins. You know I'm a nine and a half for that kind of shit. But since I have this mentality of understanding this is going to be a slow plotting game, much like a actual cowboy would be slow in plotting to get things done. You know, there's not a lot of fast travel. There's not, I'm not flying around in spaceships. I can't click mm-hmm. two buttons and get things done. I get it. But the tediousness fits the theming, and it's fine by me. So having said all that, I don't hate the game. But the game hasn't <laughs> locked me in yet. And I realize that's not always the biggest sell for a game. And I'm not trying to make the biggest sell. Because if you thought that I was about to just just fucking just have spasm out about Red Dead 2, I'm not going to do that. Because nothing in this game has done that to me yet. What I have had in this game are several moments of, holy shit, that was cool. Or, oh, I like that detail. Or yada, yada, yada. For example... I was riding my horse somewhere and was trying to get through a river-style area, and uh, I crested over a cliff, and when I got over the cliff, a fucking bear showed up, and I was like, whoa, shit, and then I got into a fight with a bear, the bear ripped my fucking face to pieces, tore this brand new (laughs) fucking coat that I had just bought, put gouges all inside of it, I got to kill the bear, I got to skin it. But then I also had to figure out how to go sell the skin, so that that was about four hours of just traveling all over the map trying to figure out where I could sell it at. But in that was also exploring, so I I didn't like it, but I didn't mind it either. Uh, let's see, there was a time where I I, I rode upon this uh, blind man on the side of the road that was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you spare some money," and I was like, "All right, let me let me." Let me let me rock star this game. So I got off the horse and I walked up to him. He's like, spare spare a dollar, and even the option was there to spare a dollar. And I said, okay, pretend this is Witcher. Pretend that ever pretend that half the people that are out here that are saying what they're doing are lying their ass off. Let me point my gun at this guy, and if he goes, whoa, man, I was just fucking with you, then ha, I win. I pulled my gun out and shot him. 
I blew a fucking blind man away. <laughs> I shot him right in his fucking face because I pressed the wrong button. Uh, I've done a lot of things like that where it's just been, uh, yeah. I just, I just, I should have done, should have done this, which that leads into a negativity of not enough auto saves makes you really want a manual save. And even then when you manual save, it doesn't always put you exactly where you are. There's a lot of, a lot of shakiness to, to, to some mechanics here, but nothing that's been upsetting to me. There was one recently that did upset me, however. I was in a quick time event where I had to quick draw, fight somebody, and I kept dying. Mm-hmm. When I got to this guy, I had already been through two or three separate uh, quick draws, but I won those mostly out of luck and mostly out of just twitch reactions. This guy apparently could quick draw really fast. So I died and I said, okay, fuck this. I'm going to keep dying to this guy until I have this quick draw mechanic figured out until I master it we're talking in the neighborhood of around 50 deaths that it took me to get this because you have to slightly hold the the R stick in to fill a meter up Mm -hmm. then you got to hit the R stick again to aim then you got to hit the R stick again to shoot and when you were when I was fighting this particular guy he was quick as shit so you couldn't wait for the whole meter to fill up. And even right. if you waited for half the meter to fill up, you had about half a second to aim your reticle with a controller, not a mouse, and fire and do what you want to do. Wouldn't be a big deal if I was just killing him because I was killing him quite often. I didn't want to kill him. My Arthur is mm-hmm. mostly noble. You know, I want to disarm people. Uh, just a quick story. The reason why I was even talking to this guy, I was trying to get a story from him. I was doing a subquest for somebody where they're like, hey, I want you to go around and find these old Western legends and tell, have them tell a story and get a picture of them. Well, half of them don't like you. Half of them don't know you so they're they're just on the defense so when this guy was like fucking draw have at you i would fuck up and either he would kill me or i just kept killing him and if i killed him i just reloaded the save so once i finally had the quick draw mechanic down of have it where i knew what i was doing i disarmed the fucking guy his gun flies out of his hand, lands on the ground. He pulls another gun out and puts it to his head. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, shit. Okay, well, let me do the, Let me do it again. And I started to then try it. So now I was getting, I went, I went from I couldn't do quick draw to, okay, I'm <laughs> fucking quick draw up where I'm killing him to I'm good enough now where I can shoot to I'm good enough now I can shoot the gun out of his hand. Now I'm trying to shoot two guns out of his hand, one after the other, and kept doing it and fucking it up and dying and fucking it up and dying and reloading the save. And I said, fuck this. Okay, let me go online and see what I'm doing wrong. You can't pacify the guy. You can't even lasso the guy, which what I did try that as well, and the rope just bounced off him. So... As I've said before, I don't mind. I actually kind of like some games that do that where, you know, this is a death mechanic or a you can't beat this boss mechanic. But when I didn't know that this guy could not be handled non-aggressively, that I couldn't shoot the gun out of his hand and basically spare the guy, I wasted probably an hour and a half of my life for nothing. So that... Yeah, I did. It's odd that they didn't even put that option in there, you know? 
Yeah, and I mean, the ones that you can pacify like that, they don't usually do. Not everything has a hint to it, so this is just the way that I was playing my Arthur. Typically, if somebody draws on me, I try to shoot the gun out of their hand. I could blow them away. I have dead eye, so I can, you know, fucking blow nine people away at one time. But I tried to do the pacifist. Didn't work with this guy. Uh, let me think. Yeah. Let me, let me. I did the same thing on a lot of them. Tried and tried. And eventually I got tired of reloading. So I just, whatever happened, happened. Yeah. And I probably got through the game without fully understanding that mechanic. Just yeah. straight up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really creepy thing happened. I, I've been slightly spoiled, especially, you know, listen to the giant bomb into the year deliberations. I mean, they spoiled the whole game, most of the story too, but I've kind of already forgotten most of it. So it's okay. But I've heard from them and other sources as well of, Apparently there are UFOs, big feet, fucking vampires in this game, all kind of shit. I haven't seen anything like that, but I did see one thing that was very unsettling to where I nope the fuck out of there. I was riding my horse to the more luxurious, larger town of the game, and to do that, I had to pass through a swamp. And mm -hmm. as I was passing through the swamp, I was trying to be me and do detours instead of using the roads. Well, unfortunately, when you do the detours, there are alligators all over the swamp. And if your yep. horse doesn't like the alligators, which they don't, they will start bucking you off if you don't console them and try to comfort them or steer them away from the fucking alligators. So I started taking this shortcut and I was like, hey, boy, easy boy. And my horse was like, nah, man, there's like 20 alligators around here. Fuck that. <laughs> the horse bucked me off and I was like oh man now I'm gonna have to go this is another tedious thing about the game like you can go take a bath at a hotel but if you want to clean yourself you usually want to find a bottle a body of water and jump in and you need to find one that's deep enough to cover all of you and you gotta, it's, it's tedious I get it whatever so I'm already dreading this you know I've got this nice suit on and my horse was already clean I already brushed him off and I was like come on man get out of the mud and had to chase him down because everywhere he was running he was he was like running into another alligator and he was like ah, and he'd run another way and, ah, it's just like, get over here come on man so I'm chasing him down finally get on my horse and right in front of me in a tree is a guy hanging by his feet and I couldn't tell, but it looked like he was moving. I don't know if it was the wind or if he was moving, but I saw a movement. And me being my Arthur, I was like, all right, let's go over here and see what this is about. It could be a criminal that got caught or it could be some somebody strung up. And I just let me help you, fellow man. So I go up to the guy, get off my horse, I walk up to him, and I'm going to pull the, the trigger to the prompt to either talk to him or cut him down or whatever, and I look in my peripheral, and a fucking dude is coming at me, and he's, it's really hard for me to describe what happened in the next, like, minute, because I fucking ran. This guy had, like, <laughs> minimal clothing on, scabby, like, ragged clothing. His face was a mixture of, like, white paint and blood. He was speaking fucking parcel tongue, like, that's I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I look, and there's, like, six or seven of them walking toward me and closing in on me with sticks, knives, guns, bows, who knows what the fuck. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. And I got on my horse and 
beat the fuck out of that place. Don't know what they are. Don't know what the story is. I'm sure I'll find out later, or I will go yes, find will. out later. <laughs> but uh, I was like, uh, fucking nope. Like, it's one of those things where <laughs> the camera was right behind me, and I just happened to turn my camera a little bit and was like, is it, oh, oh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Oh, nope. And I was gone. <laughs> Speaking of the camera. I did find one controller nuisance thing that I really don't care for, but again, it hasn't been a deal breaker for me. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been trying to find an option in the game that completely lets me disengage the automatic camera uh, follow. There is an option that's supposed to do that. I know it does because it says it's off. And it's the wording is like, you know, the, the camera that, you know, auto rotates back behind your character. I'm I have this pet peeve with this game that I don't like how low the camera sits behind Arthur. It's almost like it's pointed at the back of his neck. I want it to more point like toward the ground. So when I'm running, the camera will like go back behind him automatically, which is fine. But it also like lowers. So it raises my perspective and I just don't care for it. And I've turned that option completely off and it, that does not turn it off. It, it just takes like 10 seconds now, but the camera will slowly rotate back. So whatever, I turn the option back on cause it makes it easier to ride around and I've just, I've just dealt with it. That's, that's about the only, that and the auto saving and manual saving are the only small control style mechanics of the game that I don't really prefer. There are, Tons of little things. I, I I feel like I'm I'm forgetting them all right now because I run into a probably one or two an hour where it's oh that's a nice detail and that this game is definitely littered with that. The story is getting better. I do like the interactions with a lot with a lot of the characters. Mm -hmm. uh, something that the giant bomb cast pointed out is that you know yes it may take you ten minutes to go from point A to point B in the story. But a lot of your story is going to be told to you in that in those rides. Like I learned all about why uh, Arthur Morgan has such a beef with John Marston because of those rides. And almost every time that I've had to ride somewhere with someone, I've gotten some kind of story. And that, that's cool. The rides by myself, not so much. It's mainly me patting my horse and telling him how much I love him. So, mm -hmm. uh. I don't have any kind of rating for this game right now, folks. My rating is the obvious that I'm still playing it. I do look forward to playing it when I get home. But unless this thing really ratchets the fuck up with the story, and unless I have you know two or three really awesome, damn good side or main missions, I feel like this game for me is going to roll in the same territory that the first Red, De Red Dead Redemption did, which is I played it. Had a good time with it. It was a one-time play. I moved on with life. It's about so just mediocre. Yeah, but again, I don't want that to be a detraction from the quality of the game. The graphics, I put that bitch in cinematic mode all the time. the The facial animations, the character animations, the the life of the game itself is real. I mean, there were I murdered somebody 
oh man, this is stuff I should have already talked about. But I actually, I have actually <laughs> killed my horse way too many times because of jumping where I should not be jumping, or oh, I don't know, Chris, running it into another fucking person, and mm-hmm. then oh shit, my horse is dead. Oh, that guy <laughs> and his horse are dead. Well, fuck. Uh, okay. Well, that's see, I was that, I was imagining you just hitting some random dude, and the dude just like bowing out his chest, like fuck off, me horse. The first time <laughs> that I that my horse died, Chris, I was up in the mountains. I had been I had been playing for like an hour without saving, and I I had gone from one corner of the map to the other. I was gonna go do a side quest mission up in the mountains. I was mm-hmm. already fighting past the cold, so I'd already eaten a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have had to eat because I didn't I didn't wear the right gear. I'm I'm riding through the mountainside. I turn a corner and here's a guy just fucking trotting along and I slam into him. He falls off. I fall off. My horse is dead. And this guy gets up. What the fuck? And shoots me with two bullets and kills me. My horse is dead. (laughs) So shit like that does happen. But there was one time where a guy. So I was riding somewhere in the middle of some country, wide open country. And a guy was like, hey, mister, you need to stop and help me. I slowed down, but I didn't stop. He runs up. And to get on the back of my horse, I speed up a little bit, pull a Yui, and I accidentally run the guy over. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I ran him over and killed him. I said, oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm on a road, mind you. I'm not in the woods. I, I, was, a, I was on a main road. <laughs> I got off the horse. I picked this fucking guy up. I ran 30, 40 yards into the woods, hit him behind a tree and a rock or something, and then left. And I didn't remember, but I knew where it was when it popped up later. About three hours later, wanted murder investigation happening at this area in this in this city proper or whatever. And I was like, I haven't done anything. What the fuck? And then I pulled the map up and looked and I was like, that's the area where I killed this. (laughs) They don't fucking play. So somebody apparently an NPC was walking in that area, probably a hunter found that body, ran back to town, told the cops. The cops went out there and went, yep, that's a dead fucking body. Investigate it. We think it might be this guy based on whatever. And they will hunt you down, or they will put a bounty up, and you're going to be wanted in areas. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of life. There is a, a giant, detailed quality. Yes, they put fucking time and money into this game mechanic to this game. And I see it, and I totally acknowledge it and salute it and respect it. But the game itself as a whole is just a man. I'm I'm playing through it right now. So we'll see. I feel like if they're going to be that detailed with, like, you know, the uh, the bounty hunting and mechanics and stuff like that, like the law enforcement aspect of it, like, you should have had an option to be like, I'm going to take this guy to a doctor. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? Uh, yeah. Last Sorry, story. bro. Last story before I and I'll swap the week over. Uh, so I was riding through. <laughs> this is how fifty thousand stories in a Red Dev two are. So I was riding through this random area. <laughs> I was riding through this area, and a guy was like, "Mister, help me! Oh God!" Like he was. They they do some really good acting in this game. I'll tell you that. Even the even the side NPC people do. But I was like, "Well, shit." And I fucking stopped the horse, and this guy's like on the ground. He's like, "I'm fucking bleeding out, man. I I'm not, I am not gonna make it. Can you help me?" I gave him some medicine. He's like, "No, nah, 
no, I need, I need, I need a doctor like right now, please, God, please help me. I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty close to a town. I threw him on the back of my horse. I ran into the town, brought in the I doctor. Think I know this one. Yep. So I brought in the doctor, and doctor's like, hey man, fuck yeah, bring him on back into this room real quick, hurry up. I brought him in the back room, and he and he was like. Oh man, yeah, you got bit by a nasty wolf or some shit like that. Your arm is fucked, and you could zoom in in first person and see this dude's arm detailed is fucked up. And the guy's like, "Wow, he, he it's like he was coming out of shock." He's like, "Where am I? What's going on?" He's like, "No, no, man, I brought you to the doctor. You're okay now." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you're okay, but this arm's pretty bad. This is you got gangrene setting in, man. We're gonna have to probably amputate or something." He's like, "What?" He's like, well, thanks, Arthur. Thanks for helping me out. Here's, you know, he gave me like like $3 or something. And the he paid you an arm. The doctor was like, all right, well, thanks for bringing him. Uh, you might want to leave because you don't want to see what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave. So the me doctor neither. goes to a fucking table, grabs a needle, shoots the guy in the neck, and the guy's like, hey, man. Was you? And he's like, all right, well, that takes care of that part. Ties the fucker's arm up gets a saw out and charts fucking sawing that dude's arm mm-hmm. off and oh, it's God. not it's not a fucking playstation 2 era you see the arm you see the arm severed away no this guy is <laughs> uh, he's fucking working he's like getting to the that hard so bone. brutal it's so gruesome and bloody and visceral and the sound effects and him grunting of the effort of going i just i can't get through the Ugh. and oh yeah the it's blood all over him blood afterwards. fucking everywhere. Wow. And I was like, damn. I did a little mini side quest to help this guy out and got to watch him get his arm amputated. Mm-hmm. C- cool. That is carried all throughout this game. That is something that I do acknowledge that people have pointed out. I do see it even these early stages of the game. You're going to have so much detail, so many little things where you can follow people and they're having their own life and you can intervene in that life. And uh, hopefully I'll have more stories to tell like that as I progress through the game. But again, uh, it's enjoying I'm enjoying it enough now to where I'm continuing and playing it, but I haven't hit a, guys, fucking world stop. This is game of the year material right here. Maybe for graphics and amount of detail or shit put in a game, yes, but God of War beating out? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Arthur Morgan, but you ain't you ain't that good. Uh, I, I'm glad you actually brought up Red Dead, because I, I didn't write it down, but I wanted to talk about it today. I heard someone, and I can't remember what the source was anymore uh it was probably some twitch stream i was watching uh actually it might have been dropped frames on their uh, game of the year discussion uh apparently there are different endings to the game oh uh there's a good ending and a bad ending and apparently the bad ending based on what i was i haven't researched it since i heard it because i don't i don't want to spoil anything by looking it up yeah uh but apparently, if you play a noble, yes. Arthur Morgan, like I did, like you are, you get the bad ending. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, now that, I, I don't want to play through the game up. again. But I guess, well, and that, there's, I, a, there's a narrative reason why it happens too, Adam. If you think about it, Arthur Morgan and his and well. Uh, Dutch and his merry band of thieves they are outlaws it's something they hit home a lot when they in their dialogue is look man we're mm-hmm. a dying mm-hmm. breed nobody wants us anymore we're not like 
we've already had our time. This is the samurais are over. That's what they're saying. You know, we yeah. no, everybody you're coming us. to the end of an era. Yeah, everybody gonna... hates us. They don't. They want the outlaws gone. We're not cool anymore. We're the nuisance. So Dutch has a band of outlaws. So if you're going out and being like, no, I'm not. When you see a wagon driving by with a criminal in the back, instead of if you decide not to help them, you're not really being a good outlaw. You want to help your fellow outlaw. You want to help your fellow brother. If it comes time for you to mow an entire town of people down or just go steal the one thing and leave, it it works to the narrative correctly. But. Oh man, that's that. that uh, it's just, rough I'm, to hear because I don't. I'm, I'm do just that. like, I don't remember this guy being such a dick. Well, know? I don't re- remember John Marston being. I don't think he'd associate with somebody that was just fucking evil. You know, uh, if you played the good John Marston. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, you know, it, it, six it more, of one, half a dozen of the other, I guess. But yeah, you got to take it more outside of John because there's a whole group of people, and I and yeah. I agree, even the group of people. Even Dutch himself is always talking positively. Yeah, he wants to go mm-hmm. rob a bank right away. Yeah, he wants to go rob a train right away. But it doesn't seem like the kind of just want to shank somebody and then laugh about it. You know, he doesn't seem I mean, like right. just, he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like the maniacal antagonist. He just seems don't like, have a lawful yeah. alignment, but that doesn't mean they're evil, right? You know right. what I mean? It's not like oh man, let, I see this guy getting beat up on the side of the road. Let me join in. Yeah, and uh. <laughs> So, the fact that it has multiple endings, it de- it depends on what I feel like with this game. It depends on what I feel like at the end of the day. If I if I ever go back through this one again, I never went back through Red Dead Two, even though there was still a little bit of content I needed to finish. But that is interesting to note that they took the time hmm. to do that because the, because the character development in this game is good all the characters mm-hmm. that you come across with the exception of the random fucking side characters on the street they've got good development they carry conversations on their own amongst themselves around the camp around the town so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of that to see and to see their reactions to you just being like nah fuck everybody which you're gonna do at some point in that game but to be that character all the time I, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah. It's just, I don't feel like the game drives me that way. That's me saying that, though. I haven't tried to do that. So maybe if I try to be a, a fucking renegade serial killer outlaw, maybe the game will treat me differently. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm slowly so, working my way up the nobility rank so far, and everybody pretty much treats me all right. Yeah, so, it took uh, so long to cap that out. Yeah. Let me uh let me ask you a question since both of y'all have played this. How good is this game in short bursts? Is this a game where you're gonna be like, Oh, let me turn it on and I need to be playing this for the next, you know, two hours or is this somewhere really. you pick it up and thirty minutes here, hour and a yeah, half there? You need longer periods of time to yeah. actually accomplish anything. Yeah, you really do. Like I've the chunks of time that I, so like a, a typical spoiler for me a typical uh, behind the curtains afternoon for me i'll get home around 4 4 15 something like that and from the time that i get home to the time that i go to sleep minus time to shower minus maybe 10 15 minutes to eat bathroom breaks and spend a little bit of time with my wife i spend all those hours playing a game if i'm just playing red dead 2 i may have got one maybe and this is a strong maybe, leaning towards did not, but a strong maybe got two 
story or side story missions out of the way. The rest of Damn. that time was traveling and trying my mm-hmm. best to get fucking money somehow. Uh, yeah, just pick it. Like we talked, me and you talked about this before, Adam. Picking up Persona Five, I can go mementos for twenty, thirty minutes and have a, and enjoy myself, get some XP, and shut the game off. If I do that in uh-huh. Red Dead, I get halfway across the map. <laughs> no, nah, that you know what that that's exaggerating. It doesn't take fucking half an hour to get across the entire of the map. But in the process takes of longer, you, yeah, in the <sighs> process of doing that, the things that you may get caught up in, you. You while you did do things, you think of The Witcher. Remember how The Witcher was? Like you would be going somewhere and you could get sidetracked seven different times. You could uh-huh. potentially do that here. You know, you would. Oh shit! There's a big ass fucking uh, black bear. I've been needing that fur. I That's need the that worst coat. kind of black bear. So let me let me shoot it. Let me shoot this fucking thing and skin it. Okay. Well, let me pull the map up. Oh shit! I'm all the way up in the north of the of the map. Well, the the fucking uh, Taxidermist, the 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 uh, what was it called? Not the Skinner. Why the fuck? Tanner. The Tanner. Or, uh, the Tanner's yeah. all the way down the southeast of the map. All right. Well, let me fucking load the skins up on my up on my horse and sprint, gallop all the way down there. It's a fifteen minute ride, fifteen in real life minute ride to to where I need to go. Up. Oh, but on the way there, some fucking jackass in a wagon ran me over, and my horse got killed. I didn't have a horse thing on me to revive it, so let me walk my ass to town and get into a stable and buy a horse. Yeah, that shit can happen. Playing this game in short burst, I feel, would be challenging. Extremely Damn. challenging. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's what this game is designed. It's designed around that, and just... Yeah, I, I like I said before, I feel like I'm cheating because I've had everybody come to me with caution signs and going, "Woo, woo, <laughs> this is not, this is not, uh, this is not God of War." You slow, slow, way, way down, and play this like it's themed as, which is a cowboy simulator, and that's what I'm doing and enjoying it enough to continue playing it. Uh, Chris, how's your week yeah. been, man? So before we move on to my week, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, did I'm trying to think of when we recorded versus when you posted it, but you posted on Facebook a movie rating, which you did not talk <gasps> about today. Oh God! Thank you, Chris. Oh, snap! Can I can can I can I take about yeah. five ten minutes here, folks? Because holy shit, I can't believe I totally <laughs> forgot this. Okay. So uh, I've been waiting all week to hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Let, let, let's do a little preface here, because I know Adam and I have talked about these movies. I know me and Chris, we, I, we have all discussed, at, to some degree, the DC universe. At the end of the day, my big overhead, I, it, it's not fucking horrible. It's just horribly executed and not. it doesn't draw me. I uh-huh. look forward to every Marvel movie that comes out now. I don't give a fuck who who is going to be the star in it. I don't care what weird, obscure, random, out-of-their-ass pull character that Marvel Cinematic Universe pulls out. If there is a MCU movie, I want to go watch it. DC slowly started to burn those bridges. Suicide Squad it was fucking horrible. It just it was horrible. Batman vs. Superman fucked up on way too many levels. The Justice League was meh, okay. So... The biggest 
pull for me so far has been Wonder Woman. My wife and I both went and saw Wonder Woman together, and of course it's got Chris Pine in it, so I'm all about it, but the movie itself was very good. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. wasn't a 10 out of 10, but it definitely had a lot of good moments in it that made me go, okay, okay, all right, this is good. This, this is what you guys should be doing, more of this. Maybe pick up the pace a little bit, but Wonder Woman was pretty good. Uh-huh. Saw Aquaman coming. Have heard about Aquaman since its, since its inception. Yada yada yada. And, and and yeah, I'll play the asshole here. Okay, I have been the nah <laughs> nah. Jason Momoa's fucking bro. Yeah, everything's cool, and I'm gonna tell you it's cool. I fucking hate that in movies. Attitude I didn't like. I didn't care for it. I thought it was way too try hard. Like I'm gonna be that. F- I'm gonna have this fucking long wet hair, and I'm Jason Momoa, and the women are gonna love me, and the guys are gonna think I'm cool. And I was like, man, it it had a couple humorous moments in the Justice League, but it just really fell flat for me. So when the Aquaman movie was announced, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing that shit. The first trailer that I saw of Aquaman, however, made me go. Okay, they're going out there. I see actual people underwater riding fucking seahorse, knighted up, looking armored fucking things, and and crabs and fucking fish-looking people and sharks with saddles. And uh, is that Black Manta? Okay, and he he looks pretty legit. All right, I will it. I will give Aquaman's trailer props that they're actually em- they're actually embracing the legitimacy of the comics that okay uh-huh. they're they, they're not afraid to put actual comic book looking things in there okay but even that waned off over time so, no nah, i'm not really feeling aquaman it's probably gonna bomb this dc has so much work to do i don't know what they're gonna do to fix it yada 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 fast forward aquaman gets released people around me are buzzing around my ear hey Aquaman was really fucking good. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. I've heard a lot of bro people tell me it's good, and I'm like, yeah, you like Justice League, didn't you? Oh, it was fucking great. Yeah, well, no, then, no, no, thank you. I will not be going to see Aquaman. <laughs> but I heard from way, way, way too many people, man, this movie was fucking phenomenal. This movie was great. This movie is entertaining. It's not what you're expecting. The last time I talked to somebody was, did you like Aquaman? Uh, did you like uh, Wonder Woman? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it was one of the best Marvel uh, DC movies so far. Then you are going to fucking love Aquaman. All right, all right, fuck it. <laughs> Let me go buy two tickets. Me and my wife will go see it. That movie was fucking five out of five, guys. That movie for me. I yeah, you're right, Chris. I put it on my Facebook. For those that don't know, another another behind the scenes personal life thing. I grade all my movies. and and games too based on the old game pro rating scale i even added one more for a 5.5 uh god of war would get that as an example like just things that are just persona 5 5.5 it's just phenomenal but yeah i put that movie up as a five that was that that got the fucking crazy guy with the crazy hair red red face rating oh yeah that movie was very fucking good some great things about this movie. Number one, all the action scenes that are handled were handled very well. That director, I forget his name. If one of you two, please look up his 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 uh, his name for me. But in the previous movies that he's done, he is very well known for doing wide, 
one take shots and there are so many action scenes in this movie that are done that way i think one of the first action scenes in the movie is done that way Uh, james wan james wan bingo yes he is known for having really good action shots what other movies has that if anybody wants to uh click that real quick just to just to throw some other movies this guy has done uh Uh, saw fast and furious seven yeah or furious seven uh Conjuring two, the Conjuring. Yeah, he's okay. So he's he's kind of hit or miss, kind of hit or miss when it comes to his debuts. But that 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 is something that he is known for, and it it plays it plays in here very well. That's number one. Number two, they give Aquaman his origin story and a legit origin story, and they flesh it out throughout the movie. It's not hey, here's fifteen seconds or or two minutes. This is the Aquaman story. It's all fleshed out and done very well throughout the movie. That's two. Number three, all the cinematography in this game is great. All of it. I mean, this movie is great. All of it. Uh, even the CG effects, while yes, the discerning eye can check out the can can see the the, the when the CG is playing in it. Yeah, whatever. It's not bad at all. It's done very very well. Even the underwater stuff. Uh, four, the character development for all these characters done very well. Uh, five, whenever it comes time for them to show characters. This is it's it bear with me guys. It's really hard for me to explain this, but I'm going to try my best to right now. You know how when you see a character in a comic book or a game and they have a standard costume and the costume looks okay. I mean it's not it's not crazy futuristic. It just fits their character. And then they put them into a movie and they have to super over flourish the costume. You know they got to add more angles and more little divots and more little side pieces and 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 extra flourish gauntlets and all this shit. You don't get that in this movie with these characters. Like Black Manta has a little bit of extra garnishments on his outfit but he looks like black black manta from the fucking comics aquaman when he gets his costume looks like fucking aquaman uh the the uh ocean master when he puts his mask on and he puts his costume on it's not super fucking over designed if if if, if you're having trouble thinking uh, understand what i'm talking about for anybody that grew up watching the ninja turtles cartoon Remember how Shredder looked? Didn't he, he had a purple outfit and had some some spikes on his gauntlets? Okay, remember the fucking Turtles movie from 2014, and they immediately threw in Super Shredder, and he had like 20,000 fucking knives on his body, and then he shot out <laughs> 20,000 more gigantic blades out of his arms. That's what I'm talking about. Super over the top costume designs. That's not what's here. What they did was just. They, they took the designs from the comic books that you know, from the comic book characters and antagonists that you know, and just brought them to the screen with respect. You know, the, the, to the average layman, these costumes are going to look, wow, that looks goofy. To the comic book fans, wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty accurate. That's pretty just does a lot of justice to to what they look like. Uh, what else? What else? It's two and a half hours long, and I was like, "Oh God, if this movie's horrible." That's another two and a half hours I got to sit through. I'm so fucking glad it was two and a half hours. The movie felt paced just right for me. Uh, it's got comedy, romance, action. It's got everything. Bottom line, this was a five out of five DC movie for me. I enjoyed it. I told my wife a couple times in this movie, "I am enjoying the hell out of this movie. I'm having a really good time." I 
am entertained by this movie. And that that's enough, man, because a lot of these DC movies have not even done that. It's been, this is kind of stupid. This is more like, oh, man, that was cool. Or, wow, that was really good. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I enjoy it. I, I recommend anybody go see it. It is a standalone. Uh, and if you do, this is special for you two as well. There, They do mention Steppenwolf in that movie. I just forget where and I forget God. exactly how the reference was made. So it's hard for me to tell if this movie takes place before or after Wonder Woman. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. but This is just... It's it's like what I was telling you before, and off the podcast. But to me, this movie is bittersweet, even if it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's just it five out of five just makes the the pain a little bit more that they didn't properly do their their cinematic universe. Yeah, and I can understand you know I mean? that. I can understand. It's that. like, oh man, the 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 awesomeness that would have come from you know dragging out just postponing that justice league movie and doing all these other build-up movies beforehand yeah ah yeah we have what could have been we have a close we're in the wrong timeline we have a close friend that's got a pretty good handle on he believes that these movies are going to come out and they're basically going to work backwards that the movies that are coming out now and that are going to continue to come out are going to tie back into like Batman versus Superman and Justice League and make those movies uh-huh. make sense. And I'm like, that's not, that's not going to be it. That doesn't I, I, fix it. Will it happen? I can see it happening, but that will not fix it. And saying that, did this movie like revitalize DC for me? It, it made me get, I will check out the next movie potentially. But did it make me go, all right, all right, DC's in. Fucking watch out, Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, no, fucking no, not at all. Did, if you're talking does, about, it, does it fix Justice League for if, you? No, it did not. If you're talking about <laughs> the respective universes, the cinematic universes, no. They're, they're, they, they are climbing up a very steep hill, which they sh- should never have done to begin with, but that's, that's, yep. not what, that's not what I'm arguing. Aquaman by itself is a damn good fucking movie and that's all it is to me it, it, it's not making me hype for the new batman movie or any of these other cyborg movie or justice league 2 or any of that shit all i'm taking aquaman is as i gave it a shot and was thoroughly fucking entertained and it was worth a watch so that's good shit thank you chris yeah. for reminding me i can't believe <laughs> I'm, I'm getting worse as these episodes go on where it's like hey the main thing you need to talk about let's go let's go Mm-hmm. But, uh, that dementia setting in. It is my old age. I will be thirty-seven yep. this year, so maybe that's when it finally hits. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and this month, actually, not just this year. Chris, tell me about your week. Damn. Yeah, what you been up to? So, for the first time in a while, I actually watched something, quote unquote, on TV. Oh. Um. So I was watching something on Twitch, and someone in chat mentioned uh, that. Ashley Johnson from Critical Role, and she's also an actress and stuff, but that's the only place I knew her from, really, you know. Um, mentioned that she did the voice, a voice in The Last of Us. I was like, who? She was the voice of Ellie. Um, I was like, oh, really? I didn't even make the connection because I don't, I'm not one of those people that go, oh, who played this character, you know? I huh. never pay attention to that stuff. But that spurred me, and I went and looked at uh, her IMDb to see what else she'd been in. 
And she's often not on Critical Role because she's been off recording uh, for a TV series called Blind Spot. Um, and I was curious, and uh, when I was on IMDb looking at it, it actually had a link, you know, it's available on Prime to watch, which I thought it meant, you know, free to watch. That's not the case. You could buy it to watch it. Um, but I was like, you know what? First season in HD is only 10 bucks. It's like 20 something episodes that why not? Um, so the premise of this series is it's a, as a, as a overarching genre type thing, it's basically, you know, a, uh, cop detective FBI, you know, whatever organization you want to use story where they're investigating stuff, uh, you know, solving crimes, etc. It's one of those shows. But the premise of this one is somewhat unique from all the ones I've seen in that it wrote, it focuses on this woman at the very beginning is found and all across her body are tattoos. And these tattoos connect to something. The very first one, the premise, kind of the opening shot is them finding her and the biggest tattoo on her back is this FBI guy's uh, name, this agent's name. So he gets dragged in and, you know, it focuses around him and uh, the tattooed woman. Uh, they're kind of the main characters. Uh, Ashley Johnson's role is she's the uh, tech uh, woman uh, in it. Um, and she has... It's not like some side role either. I mean, all these characters are big main characters. Uh, and they start investing in tattoos and it leads in this whole story thing that you don't have any idea about what's going on. And then there are so many twists and turns. And um, I finished the first, the entire first season. It's either 20, I want to say 23 episodes in two days. Wow. And these are, you know, 40 without commercial 45 minute long episodes. Did you, uh, I could not stop watching. Did you speed up the time at all? Or that was straight watch. No, straight. That was straight watching. Wow. Yeah. And what's the name um, of this series called again? Blind spot. Blind spot. Yeah. So, and Ashley Johnson, she's phenomenal. Uh, there's even a critical role reference in it, oh, which wow. was great to no, see. Oh yeah. I bet. Uh, they make some comment. I'm not even going to spoil it in yeah, case you guys yeah. want to watch it. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, the, this premise reminds me of, uh, I don't know, if have either of you two ever seen the Christopher Nolan movie Memento? No. Oh, man. I, ha- I have this, seen bits and pieces. This is another one. This is a movie. This The story sounds close to that, but it, this is one of those must-watch, and I do recommend you watch two or three times. You're going to want to for, for many reasons, but the story follows a guy that has no short-term memory. An incident happens in his life, and it fucks his mind up, and he has no short-term memory. So he goes throughout life with... He, he lives via photographs and notepads and writing shit down. He can be talking to you and two minutes in that conversation, not even know where the fuck he's at. It's like, wait, wait, what were we talking about? Whoa, how did I get here? Who are you? And he tattoos very super important details about things in his life on his body. He's investigating something in his life, a very important event. And when he finds out a detail that he knows for a fact is fact, and he knows he must remember it, he'll tattoo it on his body. So, uh, <laughs> That's a very yeah. short premise because the way the movie is shot and directed is the draw of the movie. Uh, but yeah, very, very good story. And this yeah. sounds right up my alley, if that's anything like that. The woman in this, she 
when they find her, she has no memory. She does not know who she is. Oh, uh, she's, yeah. She doesn't have a short-term issue like you're just describing. Mm-hmm. Like, and she can uh, remember various things like, you know, to be a functioning human. But like she knows these other languages. She didn't know she knows them. But very quickly she realizes, oh, I know other languages too. Wow. Because um, she can read this language on this paper that they're like, what is this? And she reads it off and she's like, oh, apparently I know x um but and yeah and the fbi of course have no idea who she is uh in the beginning wow. and there's a whole premise around that that's a whole subplot to it is you know who is she while they're deciphering these tattoos while these other things are going on and then later on they just kind of the the plot of it is such a twist and turn thing that there are episodes where they're like yeah we're not even going to address the tattoo this episode you know that's not even get brought up other than you know maybe as a mentioning uh because there are so many other things happening it is very good um the action scenes in it are pretty good um they're not mind-blowing or anything i mean it's a realistic show so it's when you see the combat sequences you know the hand-to-hand martial arts type stuff the weapon Mm -hmm. to uh weapon to weapon uh combat it's decent. Um, there, I don't think there have been any spots where I was like, where I cringed at or anything, how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like, yeah, that was really slow, obviously, because they're not trying to actually kill each other. Um, and it doesn't and sound it, like combat is the draw of the show anyway. It's not nah. like the story and the and unraveling the mystery is. Oh, yeah. that That's exactly what it is. Because, like, <laughs> the first night I was watching, I was like, okay, I'm gonna. it's getting late. I'm going to stop go to bed after this episode episode ended and i was like Mm-mm, i can't leave on that cliffhanger <laughs> and i was like it's not midnight yet if i watch one more episode it'll be like two minutes to midnight that'll be my hard cut off you know no matter what kind of cliffhanger uh this is the last episode i'm watching tonight i watch it i it auto plays the next one i hit pause on it i go man this is terrible i got up and walked away mm-hmm. you know to be the responsible adult i am but i did not want to get up because it was a <laughs> even worse cliffhanger than the episode I would have left off oh, before. Wow. Oh, man. There was an a excellent brand new idea plot for twist. a series. You just keep giving them worse uh, and worse cliffhangers with every episode all the way to the end. Yeah, and season one ends, and I haven't bought season two yet because it's twenty bucks, and I'm like, eh. Or I I want to say it was twenty bucks for standard death, maybe thirty for HD or something. But I was like, ah, that's for one season. I'm not too wild about that. But and there are they're working on the fourth season right now, I think. So there's mm-hmm. quite a lot more for me to watch if I choose to. But that just ate up like two days of my life. I wow. I accomplished almost nothing. Um, that afternoon, I don't think I played anything other than Magic, and I was having a hard time paying attention to that. But see that um, that's good though. You yeah. know, if you get it's not that you were drawn in because you're like. <sighs> fuck, well, I'm fucking invested. I have to know just to satisfy. It's more like, I want to know what happens next. Oh, man, that that's really good, you know? Yeah, um, I would recommend it. Um, I will add it. I will. Uh, now, you said uh, you made it through the entire first season. Is this entire show finished? Are they just on season two and there's more seasons coming? They're what's, on what's season the... four right now, I believe. Okay. Is it still ongoing or do you know? Yes, still ongoing. Okay, okay. <laughs> But I'm assuming that most of the and the, thankfully a lot of series are doing these this way anyway these days where 
season one wraps up itself, though, I'm assuming. Uh, it leaves cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, it's fine uh, if it leaves cliffhangers. Really. They're gonna go into progressive series, but is there mm-hmm. any closure to the first season? Yes, you do. Uh, they do wrap up some subplot threads. Yeah, but by doing so, they open up even bigger questions and stuff that they address later gotcha. on. I'm sure. Gotcha. But yeah, it's uh, what a finale. Like an, an example of what I was just mentioning was uh haunting of hill house i mentioned that a few episodes back of how very good very good netflix series very good horror but less horror and more psychological effects on people anyway i believe there's there is only one season of that out and that entire first season wraps up with a bow however that house is still there so Mm. it's the next season will just be another fucking set of people in that house so that I'm cool with. And they could hint that, you know, another house, another family moving in or uh, something like that. So, yeah, it's it's fine if if I know there's more coming and the totality isn't finished. As long as I do get some wrapping up slash closure in a season. Yeah, it's a double edged sword. You get some closure, but you're yeah, you're not really getting the full answers. Thanos grabs the first gems. <laughs> he grabs the first stones. Yes, five more to go. Season ending. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So Speaking of which, we only got to May fifteenth. Yes, April fifteenth. Oh Sorry, they bu- they, they. Oh, even sooner. Wow. Yep. I think we get. I think uh, Captain Marvel is is March like twenty six or something, and then April fifteenth is. Tax day. In, in game. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Blind Spot recommended Ashley Johnson, phenomenal actor, actress. Um, seeing her on a critical role, I, I love all the people on that show. Oh, but when yeah. I actually oh, see yeah. them in a role, you know, that's even better. But then she has a subplot during the season that focused almost entirely on her. And yeah. she does phenomenal. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I I, um, see, I hear Mercer and every other thing that I see or play these days. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mercer's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, he is fucking. Well, yeah. So is Liam O'Brien. A, a lot of those are yeah. everywhere. And now that I have heard them, their voice for mm, several hours on end, now I now I can point them out. I can pick them out. Mercer's a little more difficult because you never know what your voice he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a a very large range. Yeah. Um. So getting into gaming. I have a couple of stories before I get into the actual games. So two things happened on Christmas. The first one was the kids got a Switch, so I have to share mine, etc. Um, as part of that, I need to set up, you know, the profiles and all this stuff, and um, which isn't a huge deal, you know. I just create the profiles, and I was migrating them like, wait a minute. And then I find out that you don't have to migrate it if you have Nintendo Online, your saves will go up to the cloud and will be available on both consoles. I'm like, okay, that's mm. cool because mm. around the Christmas time, or actually around Thanksgiving, rather, they were playing my Switch while we were out of town. So they had save files. I want to make sure those transferred over so they would keep their Pokemon progress, etc. Um, and I also was trying to figure out how to, you know, keep their like uh, Smash Brothers stuff separate from mine, etc. So they didn't, you know, play on my file. So, went through the whole thing. I got Nintendo Online for myself. And when you buy it, you actually get, they ask you, do you want to buy for yourself or do you want to buy a family version? I'm like, 
well, yeah, family version, go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what I need. So I look at it and I'm like, okay, so for them to benefit from the Nintendo Online, they have to be on my account as, you know, uh, family members. So I had to go through that whole process. And Nintendo <laughs> does not make it easy because they have a Nintendo Network ID, which is separate from your Nintendo account. Yep. yep. Go figure. So I had to make sure all those were linked right. I had to update one kid's to be his own email instead of my girlfriend's, you know, because we created it for him using her email originally. But now she has an account. So this was like a hour and a half process Mm. for me to get all these accounts straightened out. And then and then I finally get all straightened out. I say, okay, kids, you can go play the switch now. They're like, yay. And they go and boot it up and. My daughter hits the button on uh, Smash Brothers and it says, you cannot play this game. I'm like, okay, my profile's on that machine. Won't let them play it. They're my family. So I do a quick Googling and it's like uh, digital games are only playable uh, online, which the the Switch is online, so I don't know exactly how it works. But yeah. If for you to play offline, which means not with your profile in this case, even though the Switch itself is online, I'm answering my own questions as I talk, even though the Switch is online itself, if the profile is not the one you're playing with, it's considered offline because you're not active with it. So I was like, okay. And I didn't even realize the Switch had primary consoles because I've only had one for so long. So I had to go in, figure out how to do that. And you can't just say, make this my primary. You have to release the old one first and then go on the new one and do it. There's another process if you can't do that, obviously, but it's a much longer one. So I did that and finally got it and finally they could play and I could play at the same time on mine and everything is great. Um, So that, yeah, that was a pain um, to deal with. The other thing is my daughter got a Steam gift card and as part of that, she got her own copy of uh, Jurassic World Evolution, um, which she had been playing as part of my Steam library at the family sharing thing on there. If you see, there's a pattern here. I share all my games with them one way or another. Um, but because I'm playing Steam often, you know, she's disappointed when she can't play. So she got her own copy and she goes to load it up and it says, we can't load your save file. Great. So I'm like, I'll deal with it later. And finally... I go to deal with it and I look at it and it says, oh, you don't have the DLC associated with this. I'm like, I bought her the pack that comes with all the DLC and yeah. come to find out later, she has DLC I don't at this point. Whoops. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. So, because I bought her the bundle that was on sale during the winter sale. Right, uh, right. So, so, I'm like, okay. And I, I compare, I pull up my Steam and I go, oh, I have the pre-order DLC. You can't just buy that. Hmm. So, I'm like, Huh. So I look at it and I'm thinking and I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. So I actually get on their support site. There's nothing mentioning it. I'm like, okay. So I submit a ticket to them and they're like, there's no way to edit the save file to remove, you know, the association with the DLC. You can try loading it back up with the family sharing and not use the skins that the pre-order gave you. Because all I did was give you two skins for the vehicles. Oh, That's okay. it. So I was like, okay. So that was a whole process. I had to research, okay, where's the save file located? Or first off, I was like, okay, well, how can I play it? I hit, because normally there's a drop down. And it's like, yeah, play from, you know, my library uh, on her computer. So she's playing it, you know, from my uh, sharing. 
But once you own it, those options go away. You can't just mm. go play, you know, his version of it. So I had to log her out of Steam, log myself in, and then I go, okay, where's the save file? Had to Google that, make a copy of the save file in my save folder, load up the game, go to every island in the game, because there's like six, and she's unlocked five of them, and she's played all five. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I have to load up each island, go to every vehicle, and make sure they're using not using the pre-order skins. Jesus. All right, do that, save it. Then copy the save back to her profile, log out of Steam, log back in with her account, load it up, and it worked. I was like, oh, mm. thank goodness. Because she's put like 30 hours plus into Jurassic World Evolution, and I did not want her to lose that progress. Um, but I was so glad it actually worked. Um, Especially after all that headache. Oh, yeah. Um, to the actual games I've played this week, uh, three of them, well, technically four. I'm still playing Magic uh mtg arena uh i'm still having fun with it there are uh, i've talked about before there are certain events every weekend that are special uh like last weekend was a draft where nothing cost mana so you could just play whatever cards you wanted every turn Mm -hmm. um and if something had a x amount to pay it gave you one of each color to pull from every uh turn so that was fun uh, this weekend, it's uh, uh, something to do with you get treasures that give you mana every turn. Not a huge fan of that one. Uh, I played it a couple of times uh, just to uh, get... Well, I did it once just to try it. Didn't really care about it. Uh, and then I did it again because the first time, my reward, even though I lost, uh, my reward was a uh, mythic rare, which is the highest rarity card. I was like, okay, that was totally worth the, you know, entry fee. So I'll I'll do it again. Yeah, I did it again. And I got another mythic rare as my reward. Holy shit. All right. This is great. Um, I think I did it one more time and I lost and I got an okay card. And I was like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Because I was also making that gold back from the dailies I was accomplishing at the same time. But once those stopped balancing out, I was like, okay, I'm going to save my gold. Because there's a expansion that's supposed to drop soon. A new, uh, I guess they're called expansions. Uh, and it'll have, you know, whole new uh, things to draft and stuff. So I want to save up my gold so I'll be able to do that uh, when have it drops. You, have you done any research to see if that's typical or if you're just super fucking lucky? I, I got super lucky. Oh, wow, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's hit or miss. I mean, typically the rewards, the way it says it's like you are guaranteed one common and one rare, which is okay. But to get a mythic rare, two of them back to back. Yeah, that was super lucky. Wow. Um, I don't know if I've ever gotten a mythic rare from one of these reward reward pools, maybe once before. Um, But yeah, that was great. Uh, but that's just kind of my casual game. I'll play it in the mornings. I'll play it when I'm on conference calls for work and stuff and I don't have to speak. Mm-hmm. I'll just load up a game, play a match while I listen to people blabber on. Uh, or I'll play um, after I'm done with work, but before I actually load up a main game, I'm going to play like I'm waiting on dinner or something. Yeah. Uh, or before I go to bed because I realized I didn't finish my dailies, I'll load it up and be like, okay, I can't go to bed until I do this. Uh, yeah, nice casual game. Um, I still, I still have only spent the, 
original five bucks on the welcome package they offered. I don't mm-hmm. think I paid anything other than that. And yeah, I, I can't, you know, obviously build every deck that's in the meta, but I'm getting good cards. I'm getting yeah. lots of cards. So Definitely getting your money out of it. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other game I played more of was Seven Days to Die. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Continuation from last week. I've been playing this with my girlfriend. Uh, stood up a local server and we've been playing. Um, we are still mid-game at this point. Um, but things are, we're getting to that point where we're almost at that precipice where once we get to it, things are just going to suddenly skyrocket and things are going to, the difficulty things should go down some. We're going to unlock a bunch of stuff at once. You know, it's going to be one of those huge uh, jumps and technology and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, while one of the biggest takeaways from the, I don't even know how many more hours we put into it. I'll pull that up as I'm speaking. But one of the biggest things I took away from it was there are things that I didn't realize were there until I technically unlocked better things. Um, I don't know when it becomes available, but you can apparently do, uh, and I, I never did this in the old version really either because I didn't really see a point to it. I kind of skipped this step, but you can make what's called flagstone, which is basically just cobblestone, which is just rocks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that gives you more defensive properties than your, you know, wood. But we weren't using that. And I don't know if that's unlocked from the starter. That unlocked with something I did. Uh, But that's fairly easy to get. And even cement is not hard to get either. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned this before, but a lot of the things that are hard to get, you can buy. Um, But I also found out that you can just find them. Uh, There are, when you go in a place, you'll see like, boxes and bags and stuff around you know crates etc the crates are kind of a no-brainer yeah go check the crates out but these bags just look like not sandbags but kind of the uh, fertilizer bag type that those type of big bags you know 50 pound bags etc yeah. and they just be packed stacked up on pallets i was like okay they're just you know decoration or whatever but i was demolishing something near our base or actually i went and found, finally found a city and went in and got a bunch of cool stuff and I was just demolishing stuff uh, to clear some space out. And I hit it, and it makes the sound like it does when you're digging dirt. So I bring out my shovel and start digging it. Oh, I'm getting cement from these bags. These are cement bags. They're not just decoration. They actually have resources in them. They're not just Ooh. cloth, which is what I believe in the old version they were. They were just decoration. You could get a little bit of cloth from them. Right. Um, I start breaking the boxes. The cardboard boxes have uh, mechanical parts in them. And... Uh, other little things in them, which mechanical parts are one of the bottlenecks in the old version. It's so much easier now. Uh, a lot of the stuff, like getting a wrench, was one of the main things you needed to do in the old version. And it's so much easier now, especially with the way the traders are in their quests that I talked about before. You can just buy one if you have bad luck finding it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm still... We're still trying to figure out things, but we we still have not had a horde night where we didn't get at least one layer of our defenses breached, uh, which is abnormal for us. In our old the old version, we after the first couple, yeah, we just dominated them, you know. Uh, but I think our last horde night, though, neither of us died. Our base was breached, but we got to our second layer upstairs, you know, shot through. <laughs> A window in a one wide, you know, 
choke point, mowed them down. They almost took the supports of the base out, but they didn't. <laughs> Thanks wow. to my engineering, you know, <laughs> accidental engineering uh, genius. Uh, the walls were able to support themselves without the center column, which nice. we've now reinforced as high as we can. Um, <laughs> so it won't ha- hopefully won't happen again because uh, they will go after whatever they go after. And uh, if they're stacked on top of each other, like they'll break the ladder out from under themselves because the top one's hitting the wall or the door, but the one underneath them is hitting the block they're standing on. So gradually they kind of have this domino effect where they start falling down because they're knocking things out from under themselves because they're stupid zombies. Um so it's yeah it's a mess uh but but it's coming along um it's getting to the point now we're getting to those grindy areas where okay now we need 2000 iron to really upgrade our stuff and now i need 20 more levels before i really unlock the next tier that'll help us with defenses oh hey we have electricity don't have the traps unlocked yet you know are the ones we want anyway um, yeah okay yeah so it's and that's kind of been my biggest takeaway from this version. And a little bit of the last is the levels make such a difference now. And it takes so long to get between these technology jumps. Um, but it's kind of because of what I was saying, where once you get to a certain point, the everything except the top tier zombies become basically useless. You know, they don't do anything to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not to that point yet, though. So we're still struggling uh i just got to the point where i can make ammunition so our next horde night we should not have a problem <laughs> i've been stocking it up where we've got our armory ready and yeah nice um so another game i randomly i say randomly i picked it up uh or i i looked at it before because it's a simulator game but then i saw achievement hunter play it and like a lot of things i watch achievement hunter play I go, my God, they're bad at this. I'm going to go play it so I can actually play the game like it should be. <laughs> so I downloaded oh, the game man. and I watched one episode. They play, They just released their second episode. Uh, but the first episode was only like 20 minutes. So very little gameplay. So I went into it, figured it out, and I put in, uh, let's see. Oh, well, Seven Days to Die. I put in another 25 hours or so, 20 hours-ish. Um, Thief Simulator, I have seven hours in now. Um, done a good chunk of the game as far as there is a quote unquote story to it, which is basically just this guy telling you to do this and that kind of teaching you or walking you through the steps of progressing your thievery. Um, and I got to a point where now I'm essentially, I just need to level up to unlock more stuff. Um, but the premise of this game, Thief Simulator, I don't know if I said the name or not, but Thief Simulator is a game where you are a thief and you have to go steal stuff. Um, you start out with nothing but the bobby pin, uh, pin type lockpick. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the only tool you have other than a crowbar. Those are your go-tos. You know, you just bash a window open or something <laughs> with a crowbar. Um, no arm blades yet? Nope. Okay. Um, so, and you have these jobs you'll get where it's like, yeah, go into this place, steal this, spill their, uh, spill, spill, steal their TV. <laughs> you get it, you get it. Or break their toilet or, you know, random things like, why am I just breaking these people's wine glasses? Okay, you're going to pay me $300 to do it? Sure, why not? You know, I'll steal everything they own in the process too and then break their wine glasses just to, you know, give them a good screw you. Um it's it's an amusing game. 
I think it does kind of taper off at the point I'm at where I need to literally grind stealing stuff uh, to progress the story part and to unlock more stuff. Because um, you have one neighborhood you're targeting. I just unlocked a second. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. But then the second has all these things you need, uh, you know, higher technology thief tools that you don't have. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to do that in three levels. Well, what do I do until then? It's like, oh, well, there's a, you know, job on the computer that says, hey, go steal this thing from this house. Oh, I can't yet because I don't have that higher tier thing. Okay, well, I guess I'll just go find stuff on my own that gives me, you know, not as good experience. Um, so it's it's a fun little game. Um, it is not an early access game. It is a fully released game. I want to say I got it for, I think I bought it while I was on sale, but it's uh, 20 bucks. I think I got it for probably 15 or so. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I don't, I think it was worth it uh, for what it is. I, 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 I've played enough simulator games where I have, you know, I know how to set my expectations. It's pretty much met what I expected for 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a silly little game. The thing that blew my mind the most about this game is like, this is my most viewed game on Twitch now, like for the last year. <laughs> um, it, I'm like, why are people coming in here watching me play Thief Simulator when they're not watching me play, you know, Seven Days to Die or uh, Spider-Man or, you know, these other good games. <laughs> they're watching me play Thief Simulator. Like, okay, sure. Chris, did you did you say Twitch? Yeah. Mm. You got new uh, stuff for your week? <laughs> yes, I do. I, <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't sure if you want to talk about that. That's why I didn't mention it. Yeah, um, I, but, I forgot yeah. it because I have no memory. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got one more game to talk about. Uh, so the last game I played, and the game I've been playing the most besides Seven Days, uh, is Dragon Quest XI. Um, I had started this before, and mm-hmm. I only played two hours of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've now added 15 hours to that total, so I'm up to 17 <laughs> hours in it. <laughs> nice. Um, I think that's about what I have right now as well in the books. It's like two hours, but it's more like, yeah. okay, whoa, I need a whoa, I'm, I need a whoa on this RPG. I'm RPG'd out for yeah. a minute. I'll come back to you another time. Did you get to the title screen? I, <laughs> I think that's at like two and a half hours. I don't, I don't even know, man. Yeah, I didn't apparently when I'm, when I started in those two hours. It was, I was about doing, thirty I was minutes in. I got my way oh, up hey. the mountainside and doing the trial. That's gotcha, barely yeah. all. I, way after all that, I barely remember. Yeah. So. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven RPG, uh, part of a huge franchise, etc. I don't think I need you know talk about too much what it is. Um, this game in particular, it starts out kind of a little slow. Um, I wasn't really nothing was pulling me in, but this is one of those RPGs, one of these games where the longer you play, the more you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple moments where. When I thought about it and thought about, you know, how I felt about it and stuff, I go, man, these are persona moments. Oh, oh. Um, it's like, okay, this music kicked in right at this time. And it was just a perfect moment, perfect music for that moment. I was like, that's a persona moment. You know, that mm-hmm. music kicks in. You're like, yeah, yep. I feel this. You know, it goes with what's happening. Or some NPCs are, as they become party members, say things. I'm like, this this is a persona moment. These NPCs are reminding me of, you know, NPCs you interact with and persona and stuff and the way they talk to you and the interaction and stuff. And it was like, man, this is, this game has its moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not obviously as much as persona does, et cetera, but uh, they're in there. 
So as I play more and more and have these moments, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep playing. And it's kept me uh, drawn in. Um, the combat system, I went into the settings and turned off the free roaming camera thing. So, because you can just move around the battlefield as you want uh, right. when you're in combat, but it doesn't do anything. And that bothers me. <laughs> so I disabled that. Now I have a fixed camera. I say a fixed, but it moves around as characters do stuff, but right. I don't control it anymore. And I can't yeah. move while I'm in combat anymore. I was like, okay, now it's what I expect from an RPG. So old, old classic stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that they have the, you know, auto fight stuff and you can choose kind of the quote unquote personality, you know, Thank all God. out, spend your MP, do whatever you want or don't use MP at all or do a mix, you know, or hey, for the healer, only heal. Do not do anything else. Right. I love having those AI options and... I've learned that MP is not a huge issue unless you're like about to fight a boss, which I don't think there are enough of, by the way. Um, you just go all out. You're probably going to get to a, uh, a campfire where you can rest or get to a city where you can rest or you level up and your MP and HP are fully restored when you level up. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go all out and level up and hey, no problem solved. Then I turn it off. I'm about to fight a boss after I level. It's good to know. Um, good to know. Yeah, there are lots of quality of life things that are really good about it. Um, I remembered after a few minutes that, oh, I can hold right trigger and sprint. So that was nice. <laughs> Instead of walking slowly across the map, I was like, I feel like I'm slow. And I started pressing buttons. There it is. Um, <laughs> that was a silly moment. Uh, the crafting system, I love this crafting system. Uh, it feels like it matters. Um, by doing it, you're actually benefiting yourself. There are a lot of cases where my biggest issue with the crafting system is the recipes, the way you have to get them, is you either have to complete quests, which I don't mind doing, or you have to find them, which they're just randomly in a chest somewhere, which usually I'll stumble across, that's fine, or they'll be on some random NPC's bookshelf in their house. Hmm. It's like, okay, so now I have to go in and check, do I see a red book? Because red books are the ones you can interact, interact with. You can't interact with any bookshelf without one. Yeah. So, like, do I see a red book? Yes. Okay, go check it. Oh, nope, not relevant. Okay, go check another one. Oh, hey, here's a recipe. It's I don't like how spread out the recipes are, and they often feel like they're not timed well. Like, I get to a city, and it's like, hey, the shop has this item. I'm like, hey, that's an upgrade. In the same city will be the recipe for an item that is an upgrade to what the city has. Oh, so wow. I'm like, uh, I just spent all my money on upgrading stuff. So now whenever I get to a new city, I'm like, do I really want to upgrade? What recipes are? I actually went online and pulled up a list of recipes in order. Um, so as I get to a city, I'm like, okay, is there one nearby? Yes. Okay, then I, I'll go get that and then do my own comparisons just yeah. to make sure. Because crafting materials aren't difficult to come by, but you certainly don't want to waste them. Right. Um, and... But the crafting system itself, with the way you craft, you can do from a regular item like you buy from the shop up to a plus three version of it. Wow. And as you're crafting, you have kind of a little mini game thing where you're smelting it and you choose which, you're, which parts of it you're smelting at a time. And you have basically a bar you're trying to get in. And then within that bar that is your goal, you have an arrow. And if you land on that arrow that part of it is considered perfect. Right. If you get at least one, you're going to get a plus one. It depends how many there are. 
for something I made earlier, there were only two bars. I got one of them perfect, one of them not. It was like plus two and it wasn't perfect. Um, to get plus three, it has to be perfect, which is, I believe, a majority. So if there are two, it had to be both. If there are three, it has to be two, et cetera. Right, um, right. If there are four, I think it has to be three as well. Uh, so, and it's difficult to do. It's purely, it's random, but by making the right decisions, you increase your odds, you know, uh, with how close you get to it naturally. And then you may crit a hit um, and it lands or you just get lucky and it stops on it, uh, not being a crit. Uh, so this, like I said, I really like this crafting system. Um, story is interesting. Um, I'm now, I'm getting more to the point where, like I said, I had those persona moments and that's kind of story related things that really I was like, okay, I'm curious about this now. I want to know more about this, but it's spread out, I think, too far. Mm. They don't, they're like, yeah, you're this person or we're going to, you know, help you with this. And it's like, okay, on to the next city. I'm like, but, but tell me more, you know, you know who I am. You're, you're, you're telling me these things, but you're not actually telling me anything. You're just right. telling me, yeah, I'm going to help you. Well, why? What What's special about me? You know, why? Yeah, it's fate, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But sure. Why? Yeah, you, well, you need more development than that. Yeah. So I think I'm getting closer to where it'll hopefully ramp up as far as that goes. Um, I just unlocked a lot of stuff at once as far as places I can go. Um, and there's obviously, you know, one place I should go, but of course I went to three other ones first, uh, just to see what would happen. Um, hmm. I, I don't know for sure, but I think this game does some scaling with you because I went to a city that I shouldn't go to yet. And the equipment in the shop was the same as the city I was supposed to go to. So hmm. I think it might scale the shops to where you are so that you're not able to like jump ahead like that. That's interesting. Um, I'll know for sure once the game tells me to go back to that place. Right. Uh, if it even does. That city that I went to that was the same, it might be the same because it doesn't matter. Yeah. That may be a purely side quest area and nothing main story related. Totally feasible. Um, because an NPC made a comment and I was like, okay, so I, I'm supposed to come here after where I'm at now? But no, this is the city I was in that side quest one was a place that in the timeline makes sense before the city I went to. Mm. So like this was an in between for the NPC I'm following, but not for me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting and I really won't know for sure until I progress a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, interesting story overall. Like I was saying earlier, I do think there should be more bosses. I feel like they're spread out a little too far, and it's hard, as weird as it sound, it's hard for me to determine what's a mini-boss and what's an actual boss. Because hmm. they pretty much had like the same difficulty. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably over-leveled because I fight a lot of stuff, especially when I'm trying to explore areas and stuff. I, hmm. I won't just run around exploring. I will kill everything every single thing in my path. Mm -hmm. um, I will chase enemies down that are running away from me to kill them. Yeah, same um, here. And yeah, the game makes it easy to do that. Uh, and like I said, with the AI going all out, I can just hit fight and then they kill the enemies and I go on. So it's not that bad 
as far as uh, real-time use. Um, I think I'm level 21 or 2 now. I jumped levels really fast uh, from around 15, I think, uh, as things opened up. And I got more party members because you start out just you, and then you get one more guy, and, you know, and then eventually you have your party of four. Uh, and then you have people you can swap out in that party of four. Um, so that flexibility makes leveling go faster. Um, I don't think there's anything else about Dragon Quest to talk about. Um, I think that's it. I think that'll do it for me. All right, Adam, if you don't mind, got a couple little snippets to squeeze in here before we get to yours. All right. So one, uh, ADGQ is approaching. Uh, advanced mm-hmm. game done quick starts on January the 6th at 11.30 in the morning and the first game they're going to start with is Hollow Knights an hour and a half long run you can pull up the uh, you can just search ADGQ 2019 schedule and it'll have the list of all the games the times and all that stuff note Chris in here mm-hmm. uh, day I gotta find it now. Is that let's see? This is January eleventh. Final Fantasy eleven. Any percent is getting played what? Friday, January eleventh. That, that's something. Uh, so, hold gonna on. be interesting. What? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> Unless they mistyped. Wait, wait. Let me see. Final Fantasy nine. Damn it! Yeah, I'm retarded. Oh, I was really hoping that that would be so fucking crazy. Like you're doing an MMO RPG in GDQ? What? I'd watch it. <laughs> I would totally watch it. So yeah, that's a little piece of news for the world. They uh, support ADGQ. Definitely check it out. It's good stuff. Uh, second thing, half because you know super best friends are no more, and I'm kind of itching for some more content from some of those people i've been watching uh woolly versus videos that's that's woolly's uh solo channel uh mainly i've been watching some of his kirby lore but i've been watching the near automata gameplay it's got about 50 60 episodes in uh half because one i'm itching for some woolly content and second because if you know how you can somebody that really really enjoys a game can entertain you as they play it even though you don't like it um mm-hmm. all the super best friends cast they all love the near series which near was okay near was pretty good um, and then they, they and they do like near automata so i'm trying to see through wool I'm, I'm trying to live vicariously through woolly's eyes woolly and liam they're playing it together uh seeing if i like it anymore and i again man there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things this game does good, but so much just falls flat on the story for me. Uh, lastly, so yeah, Twitch. Oh boy. I'm trying to make this really quick. Uh, wife was home one day before we were about to go out to a very expensive dinner, and she's in her, she's doing her makeup, and she gets a phone call. She's like, hey, I think 
we should investigate this call. They were like asking for our bank account information, saying something about fraud. And I was like, eh, okay, let's look it up. We looked at the number and it was a fraud thing. And I said, all right, if it's something to do with our bank, let me check our bank account real quick and see what's up. I check our bank account and there are 19 $24.99 transactions coming out of our account from Twitch says Twitch subscriptions. I said, what the fuck? So we call the fraud number back and it was indeed our, our banking institution has a fraud line. And if they see so much shit, if they see too many weird things, they call us, they lock our account and go, Hey, some shit's going down. Apparently. Uh, so of course I went through phone calls and had to get our card canceled and, uh, had to go to the bank and and do a, a a fraudulent report and all this kind of shit. Basically, at the end of the day, what has happened, folks, is and I love Chris at some time to talk to you to see what what it looks like on your end. My Twitch account was completely hacked. They got my username and password somehow. Don't know how. Irrelevant. They found the email that my shit goes to. That once they got into my account, they changed everything. They changed my email so I can't. I can't get into my Twitch account at all. And so while they ch they changed my login, they changed my password, they changed the email, they may have changed the username for all I know, but then they went and gifted themselves 19 separate $25 uh, gift subscriptions, basically close to $500 worth of free shit. Uh, and talking to the fraud department, yeah, that was uh, they they charge way more than that. They charge close to close to sixty times, but only nineteen made it through. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what's pissing me off the most about this? So so the positive first. I went to my bank and I I just I followed a dispute. My banking institution has they have refunded me all that money. And now they are going to go after Twitch. And here's what really fucking pisses me off about this whole situation. And, and, and people are going to suffer for it. Not Twitch. People are going to suffer for this. I have emailed Twitch no more, no less than four fucking times now. Because Twitch is another one of those companies out there that's too fucking good to have a contact phone number. I can't contact somebody and talk to somebody. The number that they can't, that they that is out there for Twitch, is not even for Twitch. It's some bogus number. They only want you to contact them via email. I've contacted them via, via email four separate times and have given them all the details I could possibly give them. And I've got nothing back but automated responses that's like, hey, we see your email. We see you're having login problems. Do this. And it's like, no, I'm not have I'm not just having a login problem. Someone stole fucking money out of my fucking checking account, you asshole. Can somebody help me? Can you email me back? Here's my phone number. Can you call me? Can I speak to somebody about this whole situation? Because I'd like to have my money back and I like my account unlocked because they've changed everything. Oh, it's it's I'm really pissed off because this is this is going on over a week now and I still have yeah. yet to hear from one fucking Twitch representative. Hey, I'm John from Twitch Tech Support. Sorry to hear about your trouble. This is what's going on. I had to have my bank refund the money, which is fine by me because now the bank's going to go after them instead of me having to do it. But 
I still can't get into my account. So sorry, uh, Chris, and sorry, Salty Bet, and sorry, uh, Burning the Midnight Oil Gaming. Sorry to everybody that I have subscriptions out there for. I don't. You're, they're cut off because my cards cut off, and I can't even get into my account to to change them to another form of payment. So yep, some, I'm somewhere out there in the ether. That guy's sitting there, like, yep. You know, we're we're doing pretty hard up this month, but as soon as I get that buck twenty five. That my one subscriber has, it's going to make everything all right. We're not going to have to sell the house. The kids are going to be able to eat. And he's waiting. Yep. And he's waiting. And it never comes. The money never comes. The money never comes, man. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really, it, it really, it really sucks because Twitch is just a platform. You know, I donate my money to Chris and to Salty Bet producer and burning the men out oil gaming guy i don't donate that money to twitch but this is putting such a sour taste in my mouth that i'm thinking about just hey is my account unlocked okay delete the fucking account and fuck twitch money from people's pockets Damn. that had nothing to do with this but i'm not getting any support i'm not getting any help and my money was missing and my account is blocked and it, it, it's it's a really shitty situation so at the end of the day, again, I got my money back at least, so there's always that, but Twitch, you really, really need to fucking step up this customer support game. They you, Apparently, they used to have a number. They used to have a customer service line like everybody else, but for some odd reason, they have, like some companies are doing these days, nope, only contact us via email. <sighs> so, rant over. Uh, yeah, Adam. How's your week, man, buddy? Yeah, Dang. yeah. Try, try to. You want me to follow that up? Is that, try, is to that breathe, you, try to breathe. Try to breathe some out of light into week. this uh, <laughs> pissy mood of mine. <laughs> oh God! This is a challenge. I think you can do light it. Into your day. All right. Most of ninety nine percent of my week is Single Dad Simulator, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I got about two hours into Persona, and uh, most of that, if not all of that, was spent in mementos. So there you go. Managed to. I've I realized that I probably did some shit out of order because, like, one of the levels didn't have a boss. I just kind of walked straight through. You know how you get to that little yeah. in between spot before you go to the yeah. next one. And I was yeah. just like, "Huh, look, there's a door." I guess I'll go yeah. through it. That Nobody's going to stop me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there are so. so many in there, you know, it's okay. I'm going to go back and find whoever the fuck it was and beat their ass. But yeah, that's that's happened. Uh, so basically just grinding up, doing that little thing uh, you told me about where you just kind of go in there and burn a couple days to get you know, a little extra money, a little extra XP. So... Just doing that, uh, still working at same palace because I've got absolutely no free time. Oh my god. What little free time I did have, though, managed to get some anime in. And, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast, or the last podcast I was on, but uh, I did get some, did find a Persona anime popped up. The Persona anime popped up uh -huh. into my, my feed. I went through there and I was like, oh, I wonder where I'm at in the story. And I'm pretty close to the end. 
pretty good. I mean, I'm like three quarters the way through the anime is where I'm at. So right. I'm like, oh, you're doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I, I stopped reading episode descriptions once I got to mine. I was like, oh, no, there's one. Stop. Good. So not, not going to watch the anime until after. Not even going to watch like the part up until where I'm at just for the sake of maybe there's like the big bad is like seen in the background going, oh, they're here now. Oh, you know, because I've never seen the anime and I don't know who the final villain is going to be. And I don't mm-hmm. want it to be revealed, you know, just because of the, the differences between the forms of media, you know, they could have like the back, the bad guy kind of, you know, cutting the scenes of him and him talking shit or something, you know. Yeah, just in I don't, case. I don't, good, good I don't, I don't want, don't want something to accidentally happen. So haven't watched that yet. It is on my list. Even, I, even though I've heard it's bad. I've heard it's not a good anime. And that's just a general thing I've heard around. It's not, no specifics were given. So, we will find out. <clears throat> um, Goblin Slayer wrapped up. So, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And at the end of it, it did say Goblin Slayer will return. So, there will be a season two, despite how rocky of a start it got. Um, I think it ended pretty well. It, uh, like I said, I was following along with the manga and the light novels. And, um, I think, I think they did a pretty good job with the anime overall. Um, tonally it shifts quite a bit, you know, but, uh, overall, you know, I'd, I'd say it was one of the better animes to come out this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bunny Girl Senpai wrapped up. That of course was amazing. That was dead. Probably one of the best, if not the best anime to come out this year, period. Full stop. Character, oh man. It, you get used to the tropes of the, of the genre, and this, I can't even think of, you know, any of them that wasn't played just to be turned on its head. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, they walked in on a, you know, bit, they, Spoiled minor spoilers, but there is this part where uh, the protagonist ends up in like a compromising looking situation where if anybody else had walked in, they'd be like, what the fuck? And instead of playing it the way a normal anime does where the female lead runs off and gets angry about it or whatever, he just immediately runs up and catches her and goes, oh, that was some bullshit. And she's like, I figured <laughs> you wouldn't, you don't have the balls to cheat on me, you piece of shit. <laughs> It's wow. like, well, called out. You know, so that the relationships are so realistic, you know, and it's just, you know, friendly ribbon back and forth. But, you know, it's like I, it's very refreshing to see that kind of writing and all of the characters are written that well. So it was a very, very good show. I recommend it to anybody. I hope they come out with the season two. I'm not sure if they ever will, but it is a must watch for the season and pretty much in general, to be totally honest with you, because it's already kind of at that level. Um, had uh, new episodes of SAO came out. SAO being what it is, you know, it's just popcorn. Uh, still, still like the concept, but I mean, you know, it, it gets very, uh, how do I describe it? It gets wordy. You know, like oh, the, the, yeah. the high concept starts to be like, oh, well, 
we've got they start throwing around words like fluck lights and this is what this is and this is what that is and it's like oh, just play the fucking game i want to see the game i want to yeah. see you do stuff you know yeah. don't don't try to be smarter than you are mm-hmm. you dumb fucking shonen battle anime <laughs> just fucking just show me some cool action scenes but uh you know <clears throat> it had a moment in it that might have been actually worse than goblin slayer's first episode oh wow so, yeah uh I, one of the channels I follow, Mother's Basement, pretty much tried to take the piss out of Goblin Slayer, and I have yet to see their episode on SAO's episode. Mm. So I'm waiting for that. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of reruns earlier, I went back and watched Kanasuba all over again, the entire series. Wow, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah over the last two weeks, I went through the entire damn thing. Mm. and that was uh that was amazing that is a awesome anime if anybody hasn't seen it um i don't know if i have that one in mind but if i don't i've got it written down now kanasuba is a isekai anime that takes the piss out of all the other isekai animes isekais being it where the protagonist is like from one world and he goes to another Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm from the modern times, but I got thrown in back into the fantasy era, or I got thrown into a video game, or I got thrown into blah, 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 blah. And uh, it just takes literally every one of the tropes and just, like, all the characters are horrible people. You know, mm-hmm. you find, like, the cute, cutesy good girl, and she's, like, completely fucking evil and selfish and hating, you know, it, it's just really spiteful. And, you know, it's all played for laughs. It does such a good job. Yep. It's a good good show if you ever haven't seen it. Uh, and the newest one that I saw today, tonight, while I was waiting on the podcast to start, Legend of the Shield Hero. Now mm-hmm. I'd read the uh, I'd read the first couple episodes of the manga, or first couple books of the manga, and I was kind of waiting to see if this was going to get made into an anime because, and I almost immediately had that confirmed but god this is so good it's so good and it's not it's i don't know if uh i i I love the way they started it off because they start it's another one of those isekais where Mm -hmm. it's you know okay guys you know he goes he's just a normal dude, college student. He goes into a library to read a book, and then he gets transported into the world that he was just reading about. And uh, they immediately, t- it starts off like every, doing the normal beats of every other show in the genre, and you're like, okay, here comes another vanilla anime. I'm just going to kind of turn my brain off and watch this. And then it immediately turns it around on you. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And uh, just spoilers for the opening unless you don't want it it's tails oh i don't mind okay then uh the first part of it he gets summoned there uh there's four heroes there's the spear the bow the sword and the shield and the weakest one of them is supposedly the shield so he gets the shield of course which is Mm -hmm. utter garbage and uh he shows up and all the other heroes they all get you know, met by the king, and the king is like, all right, I'm going to give y'all some money, and I've got this giant pool of adventurers, and they're going to pick who they want to go with, and then y'all can get started on your quest, level up, do all your stuff. 
And so everybody picks their sides and nobody picks him. So everybody, I mean, there's like 40 or like probably about 30 people there and zero of them. They have to split into four groups and there are zero people in his group. Wow. And he's like, oh, well, this fucking sucks. Nobody <laughs> wants to come with me. And then finally, one of the girls from the other guy's party goes, oh, you know what? I'll go with you. And he's like, oh, man, that's cool. And so they go out and they begin like uh, first thing they do is buy some armor and stuff like that. And he finds out he can't use any weapon other than his shield. Uh, it's got like video game rules. So he literally has a level he can track. And he can't equip items that are other than the shield. He can equip hmm. armor, but no attack weapons. Anything he has the intent to, to use as a weapon, he can't. So hmm. if he picked up a rock, it would shock him if he meant to throw it at somebody. Yeah. Uh, so they go out and they spend the whole day grinding. And he finds out some stuff about his shield. And, you know, they get a little stuff, a little XP. And they go back to the item shop. And he buys her, like, a full suit of armor and she's like, yeah, we're going to go to this dungeon tomorrow and da-da-da-da-da. And she's, you know, you can tell kind of like she's like sweet on him. And you're like, oh, man, this is this is shaping up to be, you know, the normal, you know, isekai kind of thing. Where, oh, man, he met the girl first and now she's best girl and blah, 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 blah. He goes out and he gets her, uh, you know, he basically buys her and him dinner. And they get, you know, they use this big sack of gold. The king gave him extra gold because he didn't have anybody with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he uses some of that to buy her some really badass fucking armor. And they go and they have dinner at the tavern or whatever. And he's like, you know, it's really good that I met you. You're a really cool person, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, you want to sit down and have a drink with me? We're going to have, you know, she's like drinking her wine with dinner. And she's like, I'm probably going to have a couple more glasses before I go to bed. And he goes, oh, you know, I don't drink. Yeah, I think I'm just going to turn in early. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll get started. Goes upstairs, goes to sleep, puts his uh, his new armor and all the rest of his gold that he's got left over and all this other stuff. Puts it on his uh, the end of his bed and the desk that's in his room. Wakes up the next morning and everything's gone. Mm. So he's like, what the fuck? Did I get robbed? And he goes over there and he starts banging on the chick's door like, hey, wake up. We got a problem. And right then, like the king's knights bust in. And they're like, yeah, well, you're going to need to come with us. The king has summoned you. And he's like, well, I've got a problem too, actually. And they go, no, you need to come with us now. Cut to the next hmm. scene. He's being thrown down in front of the king. Huh. Like to his knees. And he's like, what? And he looks up and he sees that girl that was in his party. And she's like crying on the shoulder of one of the other heroes. And she goes into detail about how he like got drunk and raped her and all these other things. And he's like, she's a savage monster. And, you know, and they're like, you know, if you weren't one of the four heroes, we'd fucking kill you on the spot. This is like a death penalty worth defense. And he's like, since I can't kill you and we need you to defeat these blah, 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 blahs. You know, we're, we can't, you know, imprison you. But what we are going to do is make sure that everyone in town knows exactly what you did. Wow. And everybody else and for the rest of the show just treats him like utter shit, like the rapist he is or is it said to be. Yeah. You know, and you, it shows him walking down the street and people just part ways and start whispering to each other and mm. shopkeepers start ripping him off. 
Yeah, like the guy he bought the armor from, he had like a good like repertoire with. And um he walks up, he the guy just like is like, Really? That girl you were with yesterday, you just fucking raped her? What a piece of shit. Oh man. And, oh, it's like, oh man. You know? And uh that's the uh, it goes a little bit farther, but you know, just to give you a, a, a hint of how this whole thing like flipped around, it's so good, so good. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm looking forward to seeing more of the manga, and I'm really looking forward to watching more episodes of this. This first episode was 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good, Sounds so good. good. Uh, other than that, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. I know, uh, like I said, just uh watching old moments and trying to you know i've always been kind of partial to it but i I like seeing their little explanations for you know how other races deal with each other and so you know that that kind of stuff's really up my alley um i uh i don't know it's just been one of those things where it it's so much fun to watch stuff go on and on you know and seeing like old moments and things you remember and then rewatching because a lot of these episodes it's been over 10 years since i saw you yeah. know yeah and uh you know they have things where like the uh they open up little anomalies and they go into little alternate universes and uh think going wrong with the holodeck which was one of the topics conversation we had earlier this week <laughs> jesus christ man yeah t- tell your theory to the audience at large this is okay. <laughs> oh man all right so we were talking about vr gaming and we were talking about how vr gaming and this is a this is a completely different discussion but there comes a point where vr gets to holodeck levels Okay, mm-hmm. where you can sense the heat and you feel like you're falling and everything's around you and blah 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 blah. Once you get to that point, that's that's the end of humanity. The, huma- the holodeck will end humanity. <laughs> I, if it, I think this is this is an extreme theory, and we're it talking, is not. We're talking centuries in the future potentially, but you're saying that when the holodeck technology finally comes around and everybody can have it, a la like Ready Player One, humanity's done. Humanity is donezo right then, that day. They will. The government will suppress that technology, or the human race will pay the price because. What you're going to have is you're going to have a bunch of young, bright young men that are like, well, I could go out and work hard and do all this stuff and start a family and propagate the human race and do good things for my fellow man. You know, at least put work in to help them out and stuff. Or I could go on the holodeck and bang hot chicks all fucking day long. Climb mountains, do whatever I want, fly. You know? I I, I just don't think it's going to be I that could be Mega Man thing. in the holodeck. Can I be Mega Man no, in real right, life? Right. Fuck now no, you're I can't. fucking treading on ground. <laughs> uh. It's like, huh? Do I want to play Final Fantasy VII and be Cloud and, you know, do all these cool backflips and stuff? Or do I want to 
go work as a wage slave and come home to my mediocre looking wife and you know also want to also want to point out this is not soul subject in men i think women are subjected as oh yeah yeah i mean they they just same thing you know, they come home to their average-looking husband, and like, oh yeah, oh my I can, God, their I can, husband. I can go, I can go slave away and wash dishes, and then maybe, you know, once in a blue moon, we can like go out to eat or something like that, or I could, you know, go have a adventure with John McClane. But the know. human race has to; they have to. They, they have to, and that's why they will die as soon as the holiday. That's why they will take the headset that's, off and then that's, go they won't. They will not. Because that uh, that's even less holodeck time for you. Think about it. If you, you can't go in the holodeck if you got kids. You got shit to do. You got diapers to change. That holodeck's off limits for you, buddy. You better put are a you fucking set of timer. They would... Oh, God, I don't like where this I is mean, going yeah. at all. I'm just that's saying. That's kind of... That's kind of taking the, uh, what's that, Idiocracy? Is that the name of the movie? I, I'd say it's a cross between Idiocracy and, you remember Robosexuality from Futurama? No. You know, yeah. Robosexuality was a concept in Futurama where Robosexuality was illegal, not because they thought it was icky or they thought you shouldn't do it, but because there was absolutely no way that it could exist and humanity continue. Yeah. They were like, yep. And they showed this little kid and he's like, he gets his first robot. He's like, hey, she's like, I'm going to show you the ropes. Then they show him flash forward. He's he got he's gone from like being 16 to being like 78. And he just lays there and fucking dies next to like whatever that one ch- real famous uh, chick was that was in Kill Bill. God, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman. Nah, no, the other one, the, uh, the Asian looking one. I can't oh. remember what her name was. Uh, Lucy Lou? Yeah, Lucy, Lucy Lou. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it sure. was a Lucy Lou looking doll or, you know, automaton. Yeah, Lucy Lou <laughs> was in Futurama. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So a couple holes in this argument. Uh-oh. Uh, let's go for uh, it. Aside from the, yeah, let's, let's fucking do this. So, All right. <laughs> one, you're gonna, it, you're gonna have the all naturals, you know. You're gonna have the ones that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do all that virtual reality shit. And they could, it could be a mentality of the just being old school mentality, or they're yeah. like, uh, no, I, I want to fuck a man, I want to fuck a woman, I want to have children, I want to do marriage and drive around in a fucking car and experience life in the real world. Okay. You're gonna have a, a. a subset of people that are that are like that and if anything they will continue the human race okay but before you move on to your next point let me just address this that's fine that's good yeah with any technology you're gonna have that group of people but as that technology lasts that group gets smaller and smaller and smaller and so you have people right now they're like i don't need social media i'll go talk to people face to face and as they dwindle and I've seen the most hardcore people that thought Facebook was the stupidest thing ever, and that people wasted all their time being on it. Go, well, you know, I got a Facebook now, and it really is does make it simpler to keep up with my friends and family across the country. I can keep up with people I never thought I'd see again. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Now, eventually, yeah. if the technology is good enough, 
it will win those people over or those people will die and their children will not feel the same way. But on the flip side, it's kind of not the, a good comparison because those that aren't procreating will die out before mm-hmm. the others will. In theory. Uh, only because if their procreating, kids don't hey, take gonna, that same route. Well, yes, that's why I said in theory, you know, presuming they are, let's say they're a subsect of humanity at that point. They are, they and their children will not use this blasphemy. Yeah, the holodeck is the devil kind of people. Yeah. yeah. They will technically, as long as they continue and their mindset doesn't change, they should outlive the rest because the rest aren't procreating. That would be the idea, but whether or not those are enough people to sustain humanity, that's anyone's guess. And I mean, whether or not they can then find another set of, you know, breeders within the local area that they can, <laughs> their kids can breed with, <laughs> you know. Hey, you are know. You a, hey. Are you a breeder or are you a vert? What are you? <laughs> the Targaryens so, did it. Why not, you know? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, the only female within 50 miles is your sister. So figure it out. Second point to just smash this idea into smithereens. Somebody has to build and maintain all this shit. Mm-hmm. You no, know, every person is going to have their hollow deck in some sh- size or fashion, whether it be the size of a bathroom stall or the size of an entire mansion. That has to be manufactured, built, and maintained, and the and and whatever all the online function that that to have people living in the same world together not everything can be hollow decked you know not you can't have the entire human race so people have to be unplugged to keep the plugged up there you're going to have a lot of maintenance babies you think that but how much of that could be automated some machine running a protocol and just following a flow chart yeah, I guess. I mean, that's all That's all real maintenance is. It's just flowcharts. It's like, if not this, then check that. If not that, then check this. Da, da, then da, you da, have da. resources and stuff that, sure, the collection of it can be automated, but finding it and all that, you know, again, depends how technology progresses at that oh, yeah. point in time where we're even having this worry, if you will. I'm just you saying know. that this is a this is a threat that's looming on the horizon, and I'm I'm the one calling it out right now. I mean, look at it right now. There is a subset that will put on their VR and attach that thing to their genitals, and you know that would help them at all. They can't. They don't have eyes down Go there. Go on. <laughs> that's not how VR works. It's a headset, not a headset. <laughs> what? Got it. <laughs> Got it. Got him. I, I, I get the argument. I get I get the statement. It does make sense. It does. If you if you think if you really sit down and think about it, somebody offers to you, hey, pick your favorite video game of all time. Now you can be in that video game, in that reality, as, as and you can have it detailed the way that you want to. Like if I play if I play Mega Man 4, you can have it look like Mega Man 4 graphics, but you play Mega Man and the 
from the the sights to the smells to the feeling to everything that is has all these neuron connections jacked in the back of your neck so everything you you feel like you're in a reality even Mm -hmm. though you know there's a human you back there it's so visceral and real and awesome why would you want to leave you know you yep. take away all the limitations that humans have in the reality. You don't need to. You don't need to sleep anymore. And if you do need to sleep in the real world, we have supplements for that. You know, we'll feed vitamins into your system. There's all kind of ways around it. But in the in the game or movie or whatever you're jacked into, when you take that off and you're like, oh man, now now I'm back to this. Now I'm back to this apartment and the rent and the washing dishes or the fucking scrubbing tables or building other things or whatnot. Nah, I think I'm going to go spend another month in Assassin's Creed whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I this, get the this time I'm going to this time I'm going to the revolutionary period or this time I'm going back to ancient, you know, Greece or yeah. And event they just keep coming in and out. And they get a little bit more, you know, pale and emaciated each time. Until they die, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, they just would fail to be attractive die. enough to find a mate. So again, they would die out much quicker. The, the uh, extremes yeah, it, always die out much quicker. If like that, that, but I'm saying when the extreme becomes the norm, uh, so you're assuming a, it will be the norm. Uh, I am making the case that if it does become the norm, then it is over with. I'm not it's saying not that we would, though. because I don't think that it would ever become, there are a lot of things and factors in play, like uh, like Mike was saying, that would, in order for this technology to proliferate in the first place. For one, I, ma- I imagine the power requirements being astronomical. Oh, yeah. uh, so you've got to live in almost a Star Trek-like universe where you're post-scarcity and you know, you don't oh, have oh, to work if you don't want we, to. We've already and, discovered Mass Effect technology at this point, so it's yeah, all good. It, once you're, once you're, you know, there, and uh, Star Trek would beat the brakes off Mass Effect's world, but the that's another episode, Adam. <laughs> don't you beat the breaks. other brakes off of it? Uh, oh so, my god, I don't even oh, know Star Trek's spank, universe that well, but no, them. no. Spank them. The uh, Reapers would fuck the board. Get out of my face. The Reapers are the board. <laughs> so, there's that. That would be weird. Which one wins? Uh, but, say you lived in a world where work wasn't required to be done. Like, you could just convert energy into whatever form of matter you wanted to. Like they can with the replicators. Uh so they can get a steel bar just as easily as they can get a cup of coffee hot at exactly this temperature you know they're they're living it pretty good in the first place but if you end up in that kind of situation and then you can automate the maintenance and etc yeah you're looking at a you're looking at a catastrophic event possibly occurring especially if you're so far into the future that all these things exist yeah uh, you may not have the, there, there may not be enough, you know, people that are wised up to it to maintain the population levels. 
There are some there are some human things that we need to get squashed out of the way first. We need to we need to develop a pill that negates sleep. That's what we, this first thing we need. We need another pill that you eat it and it's all three square meals a day, all the required nutrients all in one go. And then we need a way to get rid of waste material without it being an issue. Oh, Once dick. that happens, where you go into where, when you step in your hollow deck, you don't physically in the real world need to step out. Yeah, I can totally see that start to just. Uh, Star Trek had that covered. Star Trek can convert matter into energy and energy into matter. So if you were to take a piss in the hollow deck, I assume it would just get converted back into energy. Oh God, you hope it does. <laughs> you would hope so. Otherwise, you got to clean that shit up. Uh, oh no! I've <laughs> never just, thought about that. They're mopping up piss after it goes back this. to being a grid. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not that much of a Trekkie to find out what the fuck happens to piss in the Trekkie, holodeck. Trekkie fans <laughs> out there, please let us know. If yeah, you, if you if you know whether or not the holodeck converts shit and piss into fucking <laughs> energy, or if it's just laying there on the floor when you're done, like people have stepped what? on it because that was like 30 minutes ago and y'all been walking around. Yeah, yeah, here I, we go. Fucking third grade toilet humor. Let's do it. If you get I'm just saying, Commander Riker comes out of the out of the holodeck with like shit all over his shoes. Like, where the fuck is this go? Oh god! If he's tracking know, it all uh, down the carpet. When when Michael said, "Hey, we'll talk about VR tonight," this is not <laughs> what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there were other conversations that was supposed to spin off of this, but uh seems like we're going to save those for another day. Today, it's what happens if I have to teleport from the ship to a four planets away, and oh, I, I got to take a shit in the middle of the teleport. What ha- What really? They happens, just tell. Trek they fans? just take. The, they just take the shit and they beam it out of your ass. There are many and ways to get a hold of us here. You can email <laughs> us at. <laughs> <laughs> What have we devolved to? These are the pressing issues of the end of time cast. What happens to your shit during teleportation? What if you get drunk and you stumble into the hollow deck and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Beam me up. You get beamed up and you're like, oh, man, what happens? (laughs) Oh, there's that other conversation about what happens to people when they get in a transporter. Do you fucking die in like a a doppelganger is made wherever it teleports you to. That's yeah, scary. That's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, that is yeah. hugely scary. It's like, oh, you got, you die. You step in the teleporter, it kills you by, you know, disassembling your atoms. Then a yes. doppelganger is formed somewhere else and it takes over yeah. with all your memories. Is it the same you or is it a different you? Do you have a soul? What happens to your soul in the process? <laughs> you can't, it, it it can't replicate soul? your soul. Well, I mean, does it go with you? Does it, you know, go back uh, to your body? You know, all these um, things that, yeah. Teleportation yeah, just, is scary when you really think about it. Yeah, teleportation is probably the scariest thing in Star Trek. Because it's like, oh, they died. Captain Picard died 466 times during Star <laughs> Faster Trek. Faster than the speed of soul. <laughs> That's just That's our, on-screen death. What is the speed of soul? <laughs> That's our first record album in a time cast. First record album that's <laughs> faster than the speed of soul. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, the teleportation is scary. The replicators are pretty awesome because, I mean, if you think about it, everything is just different molecules. Mm-hmm. So I mean, honestly, be- the hollow for for this podcast alone, the hollow deck 
has the most appeal, but I do agree. It can get to a scary level of, yeah, I mean, honestly, think about it. If you, it, it also depends on what your ties are to the world right now. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're a freaking nineteen year old dude fresh out of high school the mandatory high school in twenty twenty one seventy one whatever and you have no ties, you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever your preference, you have no kids, no job. Oh, you don't need a boy or a girlfriend. Now you can freaking, fulfill your every kink and become like the fursona you wanted to be and turn I'm into fucking that. I'm turn into an alligator man. Interrupting asshole. <laughs> So when you have no ties and your rich mother buys your freaking hollow deck that's big enough to fit in your garage and you have a pill, you have a shot, you had a shot at three years old that you never need sleep ever again. Your body just adapts to not need it. You have and and you have an ingested uh, whatever of pills where you don't need sustenance. You don't need it. You don't ever have to leave this thing. And then when you step in. It's programmed with everything, and you think it, and you're there, and you feel it, and experience it, and you skydive, and you fly through space, and you punch Master Chief in the face. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. Why would you leave? Why would you? Would you be the person to leave, or would you be the person to stay? How long would you stay? And just based off, and if you put your fists on your on your hips and go, uh, duh, I would not stay in there. Think you really think about it, really think about it. You can place yourself metaphysically in anything, in anything you want, any form of media, anything at all. And be there as long as you want with all the experiences involved. If you die, fucking reset. You're back in it again. There's no consequences. Nope. If you die, you die in real life. You oh, die. God. God. Well, that <laughs> that would, that's much scarier than anything. Okay. So there's your fix, Adam. Chris just fixed it for you. You just have Well, now really, the holodecks actively really kill stu- people instead of just. <laughs> so now humanity's even more doomed because nobody's going to fucking. You think the creator of the holodecks going to mention that in their patch notes? Fuck no. <laughs> the savior of the human race per the holodeck. Severe fail states. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yep, no. And nobody know you fucking died. Because you're in the holodeck. They're like, oh, it's just staying in there. See, then you could push the ethics. It's like, well, I have kids in real life. All right, what if you can have any any amount and any type of kids you want in the holodeck? Do you leave your kids behind? No, of course not. What would would you? If you could, would you? What if you just made a program of you and then you threw your kids in the holodeck to raise them? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's going to do it for tonight's episode. So what do you think, audience, about Holodex and, and the growth of VR technology? Holy shit. If you could place yourself in any, any it, it, it's too good, it feels too real reality, would you for how long? Would you not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, any anime that Adam talked about, any, uh, anything that I talked about, Red Dead Redemption 2, what about you? Have you gone to that? Have you dived down the, dove down the rabbit hole yet? Have you tried any of that stuff out? Uh, 
have you had any switch horrors like Chris has? Because, man, again, I qu- to quote Liam from Super Best Friends, Nintendo always makes a problem of something that shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, any anything else we talked about tonight or past episode gaming anime movie what the hell ever we love to hear your feedback in any of these avenues and there are many ways that you can get that feedback to us you can go to facebook and search for us just search for into time cash and bring you right to us it may be how you found this episode right here we have an email address you can email us at end of at gmail.com that's end of at gmail.com no funny spelling in there with numbers or anything just spell it as you heard it we have a Twitter page. You can tweet us, retweet us, any way that you'll get a hold of us. We would love for you to. We'd love to hear from you. It's one of the main reasons why we made this podcast to begin with. Uh, last minute uh, producer's note as well. Uh, kind of been wanting to save this for a while because it's not all finished yet. It is a long work in progress, but I think, uh, especially since I already have one up, I should let you guys know that it's going to be a long process. So I'm going through the lengthy process of one converting all of our episodes to mp4 format which don't get your hopes up folks we're not doing live video we're not doing cams any of that it's literally just a picture of the logo in the background and i'm making video formats uh video forms of all of our episodes we we have close to 80 by now so it's a lot of work to do that uh, just the conversion alone, even with just a still picture, it's it's about it's about an hour and a half to two hours per episode. That's me being in front of the computer doing that, letting it happen. The up, which uh, the goal of this is for us to have all these episodes also uploaded to YouTube. So we do have a YouTube channel. We've actually had one forever. I've just never uploaded anything until now. The very first episode, not the zero episode, because Adam doesn't want that out yet. Uh, the very first episode of In a Time Cast is uploaded. You can try, I say try, to search YouTube for End of Time Cast, and you will find our channel, maybe, and you should only see one episode, which is that first one. The uploading process for YouTube is close to, it's in the neighborhood of six to nine hours. Uh so I have to do those like overnight and then start another one in the morning and hope it all takes place. So it's going to be a lengthy process. We're just bank on of quite a few months before this process is finished. Once everything is finally converted and uploaded to YouTube, uh, that will be a part of my normal post process is converting and making a video of every episode as we do them and then uploading them to YouTube as well as SoundCloud. We've also tossed up the idea of uploading to other places, other podcast places, but we just have it now. One subscription fee a year is good enough for my book so far, for my wallet so far, but that's just something to look forward to. It's another place you can check the podcast. If YouTube is a better option for you to listen to us, uh, it will be a separate option. So I just want to throw that out there, but that that's going to do it for tonight's episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. Good night, everybody. You're not bitches, I love you.